You see, John's not the only one that has a win at Fastlane to pave his road to WrestleMania. And yes, he did say that if and when he wins, well, I can just have my rematch at WrestleMania. Well, John, that's not what I want. And correct me if I'm wrong, WWE Universe, that's not what you want either. I want my WrestleMania moment. And that's taking the most prestigious championship in the history of our business and taking it to the grandest stage of them all, the main event of WrestleMania. I want you, Shinsuke Nakamura. So at WWE Fastlane, I'm not just fighting for myself. I'm fighting for us. Because trust me when I say this, it will be nothing short of phenomenal. Meanwhile, all the way, I was proving night in and night out that I was the best thing that ever happened to this company. Whether they like it or not, I am. And the fact that this many years has gone by and I've proved it every damn night, the fact that I have yet to have one, one singles match at WrestleMania is criminal. So you can say us and we and them all you want. Those facts don't give a damn about your feelings. So your dreams and their dreams, you can take your dream match and shove it. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me, as always, is he's cleaning up the messes of the masses. It's the janitor himself, Josh Custodio. Justin, it's raining water. Hallelujah. Yes. A- a- amen. Amen. Yeah, because, you know, some places, they don't they don't get enough water. They're, they're starved of water. They're mm-hmm. dehydrated. Mm-hmm. People die from not having enough water. So I'm thankful for the rain. That's why all those Gatorades were under the ring like we <laughs> talked about last week. You were obsessed with these Gatorades. Dehydration is, is a dangerous thing. How you doing, J-Mo? How's today? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm carrying my problems around. <laughs> Getting by, you know? <laughs> Hang on a second. You said you're doing... Pretty good, and then it really devolved into where it sounded like you were not doing good. Well, you know, I'm putting on a brave face. Oh, okay. I'm facing the world. Is there anything we need to talk about? No, it's fine. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, all right. Well, then, uh, now that we've gotten all the fun banter off the top, (laughs) welcome to Top Marks, another wrestling podcast. Like Justin said, this is a wrestling podcast we do weekly. Where What what do we talk about here, Justin? The the top three topics in the world of professional wrestling on any given week. That's right, and uh, but we don't just talk about them aimlessly. You know, this isn't a show that goes too long. We talk about the Briggs. I mean, some people might disagree. <laughs> okay, it's that definitely seems very objective. I didn't say that part is wrong. Just the part where this is 
is not a show that goes too long. I no. Might, there's people who might take umbrage with that, I mean. It is a show that goes too long, but not the rounds, because the rounds go exactly for 15 minutes long, which is the exact length of what, Justin? A WCW television title match. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. And uh, yeah, Justin, we've got three topics, but we're, we're not going to get to them yet. We're, we're going to talk about uh, life and how things are. We know you're not doing the best. I'm doing okay. Do you want to know what the three rounds are this week? <laughs> I would love to know. Justin, round number one, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I know this. Uh, All In got announced. Uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, uh, largest independent show ever, got their location announced for Chicago, Illinois. Yes, they finally announced the venue mm-hmm. at the Sears Center in Chicago. Correct. So we're going to do a little bit, uh, hey, who knows what might be on the car? Yeah, we've speculated about it before, but things have certainly changed amongst the, uh, you know, being the elite boys Definitely. since we last talked about this. Uh, and, and kind of talk about our, our vibe for the show because I feel like one of us is really amped up about it and the other one is uh, not so much. Yeah, Still on the fence. I wonder uh, who is who in that situation. I yeah. mean, I know. I know which one of I am. Co- of course. I also know which one I am. <laughs> which one are you? Uh, I'll reveal it in the round. Speaking of rounds, Justin, in round number two, we're going to talk about uh, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, two guys who have been uh, locked in a feud together for a while, and uh, they're doing something special coming up here, and I felt like it was worth talking about. So. Yes, they are doing the ultimate deletion, I think it's called. That's right, yeah, the ultimate deletion. Because you have to go even further than final. Right, what comes what's, after final? What's more final than final? Ultimate. The universal deletion is what it should have been. So what comes after universal, then? Uh, the... What about the complete deletion? Yeah, I don't know. What about, oh, I know. What about the final deletion? Like, it's the last one <laughs> confirmed. The the final deletion. I like it, Justin. Yeah, yeah. And then in round three, we're going to do a, a preview for a, a pay-per-view that, listen, Justin, I'm just going to say it. I can't remember being less excited for a WWE pay-per-view than I am for uh, Fastlane this Sunday. Yeah, it's it's really, they should have called this one Roadblock. You're you know? not kidding. Because <laughs> it feels like we're being pulled over. And the police are saying, uh, you can't drive to WrestleMania anymore. I'm even Things gonna... are going so poorly <laughs> that uh, we're taking your license away. I-, I look more forward to getting pulled over by the cops than I do uh, for this pay-per-view. Yeah. But we're going to do our due You're not driving drunk, but the booking is so bad <laughs> that we're going to take your license away anyways. <laughs> Just, uh, and so we're, we're going to do our due diligence, and we're going to talk about that for 15 minutes, if uh, there's 15 minutes worth of content to talk I th- about that. I mean, we might be pushing it on, on Fastlane. Yeah. And I'll be honest right now i didn't even watch smackdown this week can i tell you as a guy who watched smackdown some advice what do not go back and watch smackdown okay. for this week because look i i don't want to be i've talked about this before yeah. i don't want to be one of those guys who comes out here and pretends that he watched the television yeah. that he did not watch if i didn't watch it folks i'm gonna tell you You're i'm a- gonna be honest with you and you know what i'm not gonna be one of those podcasts either some other fucking podcasts that I listen to <laughs> where they just like pretend that they don't read the dirt sheets and right. they don't know. Yeah, you hate this. I mean, I listened to a preview of uh, Elimination Chamber yeah. from a different podcast where they were like, uh, I don't know. Maybe John Cena will win. Oh, jeez. Maybe Braun Strowman will win. Oh, no. But I, feel I like- don't know who's going to win. It I was feel- the most predictable pay-per-view 
Maybe in history. I was going to say, how even if you don't read the dirt sheets, how do just you from watching know the programming. That it's not Roman versus Brock at Mania. I feel like there's another takeaway from that little anecdote, though. Which is what? You listen to other wrestling podcasts? Occasionally, yeah. I'm bored. I got some time to kill. I throw on the Masked Man. I mean, I throw on Wait. some other show. Why don't you just listen to Top Marks twice that week? I could do that. Because I know that, I mean, I wouldn't listen to this garbage. But but I would never, folks, lie to you yeah. and tell you that... I'm living a kayfabe-only lifestyle, <laughs> and I don't know I don't know any of the directions that anything is going uh, in. What could it be happening? Yeah, we but are. the thing is, yeah. they don't even maintain their own fucking kayfabe. Go ahead. Because they'll be like, uh, I, don't, I have no idea what the Universal title match will be at WrestleMania. <laughs> and then five minutes later, they'll be like, Oh, I read on the sheets that Miz's match at WrestleMania is supposed to be this. Like, well, fucking clearly you read the sh- Don't Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth, all right? Well, I think Who's that- got time for that? <laughs> well, maybe we're very... It's bullshit. We're the most honest wrestling podcast then, because you, you're somewhat in touch with the dirt sheets, and I watch everything without yeah. uh, without fail so maybe that's why this is uh, you know a good sort of a good sort of thing yeah i mean we watched a lot this week i watched an unbelievable amount of wrestling this week you sure did i don't know how you have a job on top of that well i just all of my nights this week were raw smackdown the new japan anniversary show 205 live nxt and the czw pay-per-view from last sunday yeah speaking of which oh, yeah. no. why aren't you fellas doing around on the new japan anniversary show Sir, do you want to introduce yourself? It's to- me, your old friend, Gil. Oh, okay, Gil, yes. I'm back again after popular demand. So Gil can just sort of show up whenever he wants, eh? I live in the closet. <laughs> no, that's the mic you're thinking and of. And when I hear you talking about wrestling, I just shuffle out of my sleeping bag and I'm <laughs> pointing out the topics that you refuse to address. All right, Gil, what was your question? I'll answer Why it. aren't you talking about the New Japan Anniversary Show? I feel like there's only like two matches that were worth talking about on it, even then, not all that much. I saw a lot of love for Okada Osprey online this week. Maybe I'm an insane person wrestling subjective. I thought it was kind of a letdown. So uh, that that would be, I guess, why we're not doing a round on I it. fell asleep during the match, honestly, yeah. Gil, if I have to tell you. Yeah. Well, oh, now you're talking to Gil. Yeah. I can <laughs> talk to Gil. He's right here with us. So oh. Why can't I talk to him? Okay, yeah. I guess we can both talk to Gil. <laughs> of course we can. But only one of us can, you know, really understand what he's saying. I don't understand what you're <laughs> implicating, fuckface. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, Gil. No, I'm arguing You piece of shit. What a... <laughs> you know what? I have a bone to pick with some of the people out there. Yeah. I, I went online. I joined Twitter this week. Oh, you yeah. can find me on there, at Gil from Topmark. Is that the handle? That's my handle. All right. And the people on the internet told me they hope I die. Yeah, that was me. That they're coming to murder me. Yeah, I hope you die. Well... Why? Well, you're horrible. Your awful podcasting content to you. Yes, stupid ass questions. And your content, you're super aggressive. Like, you're talking to Craig on Twitter the other day. You're just like, what else would I be fuckface? Like, this is my listener. Don't go chasing these people away. These are my friends. He was very rude to me. I feel it's my right to be able to defend myself. Man, have you ever heard of, like, matched aggression? I do, I'll defend myself with any means necessary, including 
my beloved AR-15. That's an assault rifle 15? Which we all know AR stands for assault rifle, and it's the 15th assault rifle, AR-15. If I could ask Justin a question. Shoot, yeah, absolutely. Hey, Justin. Nice to have you back. I've been here the whole time. What are you talking about? I just made a drink in the kitchen. How do you feel about hashtag kill Gil? Uh, like like uh, like kill Bill, but for Gil instead. Exactly right. Uh, you know, I mean, I didn't know he was living in my closet. That's kind of troubling. <laughs> yeah, Gil, come out of the closet but, once in a while. But we had like a th- a fourth roommate. Oh yeah, who's obviously not paying rent and is very old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like, Gil, come on. At least, like, can you chip in with some rent every so often? I don't only live in this apartment, <laughs> but I sneak back and forth between them via <laughs> the heating God. ducts. I live in the vents. It's fine. All three of those rounds, <laughs> plus the round to keep it or kick it, and the people's segment uh, Sunday Night Tweet. Justin, are you ready to get into round number one? I've never been more ready. Let's kick it off with round number one. Round one. Fight. <laughs> Justin, do you remember uh, what we're doing on this coming Saturday night? Uh, I think we're, we're having a poker night, right? That's right. Yeah, we're going to be playing poker. So, Justin, if you get uh, maybe Delta para aces, what might you do with those? I will take all of my chips and push them into the center of the table. A.K.A. you might go to the limit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you might go uh, for broke. <laughs> One more time. You might go... All in. Hell yeah, Justin. And much like you. Uh, oh, I just figured out what we're talking about. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah obviously. Yeah. You, all in. You right. were, uh, I, is this a bit? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I never, I don't do, man. You you have this history in radio. You do other podcasts. You're yeah. used to bits and riff. I'm just a guy. Okay. I'm just, uh, I'm just over here doing some irony on you and you're. It's throwing you for a loop. I'm a very genuine dude. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like things ironic. I rem- can I can I go way off topic here for Absolutely. a second? Absolutely. We have 15 minutes to fill. I would love it if you did. Perfect. My friend Jill, who I love, okay? This is not not shade of Jill. But she's like, oh, you're so interesting. You know what? I want to go to a local, a local wrestling event. And she ended up going to an ECCW event this week. And do you know what she texted me? I couldn't go. Uh, the Pacific Cup on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And do you know what she texted me? She goes, it doesn't seem like too many people are here ironically. It's a text message I got. Yeah, because ironically being into something is a piece of shit move. Like, what what, what were you expecting, Jill? Is somebody going to a wrestling event ironic? What does that even... How could you that tell? That we're there to, like, make fun of it? How could you tell if a crowd was into something ironically? It drove no. me insane. I texted back. I was like, what the hell do you mean? No, we genuinely love the things that we love. Yeah. Because we are not afraid. Did she think we're I like was Eminem. like... like Eminem. We're not afraid. <laughs> Imagine spending time with me and thinking I liked wrestling ironically. It's like 80% of what I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Insanity. So it's just a joke to you. Yeah, it's a You're like, to <laughs> can you believe this? Yeah, 10 hours a week <laughs> I'm chuckling on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching fucking the Nick Gage Invitational just being like, hey, 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 can you believe this shit? He didn't, uh, somebody thinks this is real. He didn't actually go through those saw blades. <laughs> anyway, Justin, forgive me for going so no, topic. I appreciate I was, that. I was just a little frustrated. I get it. I get you. So uh, I, I nobody understands you more than me. You really do. You understand me at a. I mean, that's probably not true. My mother, I th- or no, actually, my sister Hannah probably knows me the best of anyone because she's yeah. very similar. She's a horrible person 
who uh, you know is very self-serving, much like myself. I just wanted to make it seem as though we had some sort of hashtag good friends podcasting bond. Oh, another like bet. Men- mentally, we're like linked. <laughs> we, I think that's true. Like we've done, we're we're like pilots of uh, of one of those Pacific Rim robots where we have to have a mental connection. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's the, who's the robot? Who's the pilot? Uh, we're both pilots. Hell yeah! Already There's two so pilots. Two. Right, right, right. It's a, it's a neural link. Come on. Final. Thing. It's like guys hasn't even seen Pacific Rim over here. Ridiculous. I, I love Pacific Rim. Okay. Good for Guillermo del Toro winning something on Sunday, even though Shape of Water was just okay. Anyway, Justin. Cole. Oh yeah, the Academy Award winning director of Pacific Rim. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, awesome. Justin, all in uh, Chicago. Okay, this was yes. the right city to do it in. Absolutely. Yes? They, I mean, we knew for quite a while just from you know rumblings on uh, online and and what had been picked up by the sheets. Look, I'll say it. Dave Meltzer was even like. They're between Los Angeles and Chicago. And those are the right two cities for it to be. Yeah, I think we like kicked around Texas as maybe an idea. Right. Like San Antonio or something where you can like draw from over the border and get some Mexican Mexican. fans up for it um, as a possibility. But yeah, if you weren't going to go south, then the two big markets in the States that would really be a hit for this would be. L.A. or Chicago, I guess and New obviously York. Chicago is very comfortable for them as well. Yeah, given that that's where Ring of Honor is based out of, that's where Pro Wrestling Tees is based out of, that's where a lot of their business is based out of. So let me say two things here: How much business is Pro Wrestling Tees going to do that weekend, dude? The Sears Center is like three blocks away from it. Is it really? Yes. So it's it, are they going to do more business in that weekend than they do for the re- for the following month? I mean, when that opened. As like when they opened their storefront proper, yeah, the brick and mortar, yeah. The line was like not just around the block, but like around five blocks, yeah. basically. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something similar to that, if not more. I mean, it, it's does it? I mean, think we're we're sleeping on the lead here. Yeah, which is that I'm gonna be there, baby. Justin, you're going to all in. I don't have tickets yet, obviously, because they announced the venue, but they did not announce when tickets go on sale. So no one has tickets. Right. I haven't booked my flight yet either, but I did look at what flights go for because yeah. I was thinking if 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 I don't go, it's because it's too prohibitively expensive. Right. And then I looked and found that I could fly out of Vancouver. Don't even need to cross the border into Bellingham. Don't uh. need to go to Washington. Just could fly out of YVR. $381 for a round trip that leaves on August 29th and returns on September 3rd. That's a steal. That's like half the price I was expecting. Dude. I got to do it. I got to book that flight like yesterday. That I don't know why I haven't bought it yet. That is so tempting. Do it. Come with me. Oh, it might be so fun. Let's do it. We'll have the best fucking time. I've never been to Chicago. Chicago seems like the number one city that's like in tune with me. It does seem that way. A lot of my favorite bands are from Chicago. Yep. There's a great comedy Comedians. and improv scene there. Yeah. A lot of my favorite movies are like filmed or set in Chicago. And people who are cool always like people I should say not cool, but people who I seem to have a lot in common with. Oftentimes speak in Chicago in really, really high terms. Exactly. Have you ever been? No, not ever. Then let's fucking do it, man. What are you waiting for? Ah, it does sound good, Justin. Yeah. I just went to, to Wrestle Kingdom. I know, but that's why I have to do this, though. Right. Is that you guys all got that experience, and I got to sit home and watch it on a couch and be like, oh, my best buds are texting me from the show, <sighs> from the fucking floor of the Tokyo Dome, Fuck. about what an awesome experience this is. And I'm some fucking turd sitting at home <laughs> who hasn't gone on a vacation in like seven years. Uh, so I, I got to do it. I have to. I can't not. And look, they put out a video 
through Rolling Stone. Yeah, I thought this was week, a great video. Which was even better than the video that they put out themselves, yeah. hyping it up. It was an interview series kind of talking to Cody and the Bucks about the drive to put on this show. And obviously, we've touched on this before. It's basically a dare. It's yeah. like it's From like Meltzer. Dave Meltzer like dared them. I mean, he didn't. He didn't intentionally. Do but they that. took it as Dave Meltzer said that they can't. Ring of Honor won't fill a ten thousand seat arena yeah. for a long time. Someone asked if Ring of Honor could sell ten thousand seats, and he said no. That yeah. the only person who can move seats like that is John Cena, right? And that it won't happen. And they were like, "Fuck you! I'm going to do it." I think they're going to do it. I think so too. Yeah. Because if I'm flying out from Vancouver, yep. And I think a lot of our listeners down in the states also said they Scoots were planning Brodo on going. confirmed, yep. Yeah, and he's in Washington state, I think he's I based out of Everett. Right. Yep. So, yeah, like people are are doing exactly what you did for Wrestle Kingdom. It yeah. is it is a it is a destination event. Like, look, I cannot afford to go to WrestleMania. Right. I can't. Yeah. I would love to. Mm-hmm. I have so badly, for so many years, always thought... Next year. I want so badly... Yeah, we talk about this every year, right? <laughs> it's always next year. And then next year rolls around, <laughs> and I'm still broke, and it gets even more expensive than it was the year before somehow. Well, and now it's the whole week, right? So you wouldn't just want to go for WrestleMania. Now you're buying tickets to, like, four different exactly, events. Exactly. Exactly. And I can't do that. But I, I can. Yeah fly to Chicago and buy one ticket to see All In with uh, on just blind faith that these four guys, yeah. Cody and the Bucks and Kenny Omega, are going to book and deliver a show worth flying for. Prediction, Justin. What do you think main events All In? If you just had to take a stab at it. Is it Cody Omega too? Probably. That's the likely one, right? I mean, it seems that way. That's the big feud. That's probably a, a long-running feud that's going to continue right through the year. An Omega singles match at the top of the card is worth a lot to me. That's, yeah. Uh, now, is CM Punk the drug-free bear? And with All In being in Chicago, does that make you think that CM Punk's going to be I there? Think, I think Barry the drug-free bear is CM Punk. I outlined the reasons why on the Top Marks Twitter account this week. Condense it. He, he is the symbol of the Chicago football team. Yep. He is drug-free, notoriously drug-free. Uh-huh. And even a throwaway line on the Colt Cabana podcast that Punk did said that if he came back to wrestling, he would do it in a costume and no one would even know it was him. Dude. Now, I don't think that Punk is going to wrestle as Barry the Drug-Free Bear. And I also don't think that he's the guy in the suit right of now. Of course not, yeah. Just that when the head comes off, Punk's going to be in it. And there's reasons uh. why it makes sense that if they had Punk, they couldn't promote it right now. Yeah, UFC because contract. Because his UFC contract yeah. is going to expire before All In, but it hasn't expired yet. Oh, my goodness. See, if I'll tell you this. Here, I'll make you a promise on air. If in any capacity, including just an appearance, CM Punk is there, I will go with you to Chicago to All In. Uh, I've never seen Punk wrestle before. This seems like the, the closest thing. I, would be, I will be there if CM Punk is in attendance. But only if Punk is in attendance. I don't know, man. It's, it's, the un, it's, the, it's just when things are unannounced, it's hard for – if it's just the elite versus the world, yeah. that, that card doesn't do a huge amount for me. But I'm sure the experience of being at the first one. I don't one, know, though, man. I'm really coming around on Hangman lately. 
Yeah, that, I uh, think he's great. You see the moonsault off the balcony? Yeah, that was nuts. crazy. Yeah, where was that at? Uh, that was in New York. Okay, yeah, I didn't even know what show it was. I just saw the Ring of team. Honor had a show on Friday night in the New York area. Okay, gotcha. But but like I've been impressed with his work in New Japan lately. Sure, I, like his stuff on Honor Rising, I thought was great. His, yeah, he was his good. stuff on New Beginnings. I've been very impressed with Adam Page lately, and I you know if like he is a smaller part of the draw for this show. But yeah. still a draw. And also the Bucks said to Rolling Stone in that Rolling Stone video, we're talking to a bunch of the top guys in Japan to come out for the show also. Now, I think it's a foregone conclusion that Kota will be there. Yeah, Abushi seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm into that. Yep. But, like, who else from Japan could they probably bring over? It's a good question. I don't know what the talent share situation is like. Like, can Cody um, use his Ring of Honor relationships to sort of transcend that into the New Japan Ring of Honor working relationship? Because if he can, that opens up the door to pretty much everybody there. I'm sure you're probably not going to see Okada. But but outside of that, I don't know that anybody isn't a possibility, right? But just like think about who we've seen on being the elite over the last several months. Like Joey Ryan has been on yep. it. A bunch of the, the Ring of Honor guys have been on it. Flip Gordon. Yeah, I mean, uh, Flip is whatever for me. Yeah. You know? uh, but uh, like, oh, are you one of these idiots who thinks the world is round, Justin? Yeah, I am wow. one of those guys. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Forget about Kill Gail. I guess we got Wake Up Justin as our uh, hashtag here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, like there, there's, there's no reason to believe why when we did a round on this several months ago and yeah. kind of fantasy booked a bunch of matches that we'd love to see. Now, some of the guys that we were booking, like Brian Cage, have since signed with like Impact, yeah. and are less likely to be on the show. That's but right. I would think Dalton Castle could probably be on All In. Yeah. And when we were talking about this earlier. And I mentioned the names of guys who I trust to book a good show. You laughed at me for including Stephen Amell on that list, but yeah. he is part of this show. Yeah, and and <laughs> and and that is you said. Well, I mean, come on. But this is an actor. This is a Hollywood guy. Yep. He probably has some friends in the who might have. Similar or larger star power than he does. But what's like the upside there? Like, if Brad Pitt is at all in, like, am I more excited for <laughs> it? Like, it'd not. be kind of cool to see Brad Pitt, I guess. I guess like... not. But I'm thinking like more like action guys. Sure. You know? Jason Statham. No, somebody. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's gonna book like a an A lister. Okay. Like the Miz won't be there. But you know, like, <laughs> I just think that he's been brought into this for a reason. Right. Beyond just that, he's a friend of Cody's. He could, it could well be. Uh, it's tough to say, right? It's all pontification at this point ideally i feel like if you can get punk or brian that ups my interest by about a zillion percent and uh, brian's contract should be elapsed by then i also. think it is yeah i think this is not that it's a perfect source yeah. but someone on twitter said it was so yeah there you go. i mean there's a possibility that brian could be in new japan by next yeah, year. Yeah, Dave Meltzer saying that a decently good chance, I think, was his, uh, yeah. his exact so, verbiage. So, I don't know if he wants to hop on this indie show. What about Curryman? Can we see Curryman at all in? Uh, Christopher Daniels certainly could be there. What about Curryman? Curryman could probably be there, too. I'm thinking that's that's not an impossibility. The, How about, like, a Matt Riddle? Curryman versus Cheeseburger? That could be kind of amazing. Yeah. What about Matt Riddle? Could you see Matt Riddle on this card? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, like, look, there's, there's no one other... Like, if you exclude guys who are signed to Impact or WWE. Yeah. Outside of that, or maybe like DDT Pro, sure. Whatever. Like you know, non New Japan. Yeah. I don't. But even then, it's like, can New Japan guys do this show? They're hinting that they can. Right. But I don't know how that's possible. 
The problem with the New Japan guys is sort of like when they're on Ring of Honor cards that you know they're going to win. It's tough for investment for me. Now, I know the main reason why you don't want to go, though. Oh, go ahead. It's because they've not only announced that the show is going on on September 1st, but that as part of this weekend festival thing that they have planned, they're going to be doing a pro wrestling podcast oh, yeah. convention <laughs> in the arena the day before. Yeah. And you're very upset that Top Marks has not been invited. I don't know yet. how the fuck we didn't get invited. Yeah, it seems like an utter miss. It's an injury to your pride that you we, cannot abide. We have literally hundreds of listeners. I <laughs> yeah. mean, this is, uh, I don't know if you've seen our Patreon. We're talking 80 bucks a month here there, uh, <laughs> Cody. So, I mean, this is, we're, we're a couple big time guys. It does seem like a gigantic miss. And yeah, I am insulted. But as this gets closer, because we've got 20 seconds left here, yeah. is is your hype building despite still not knowing the card? Definitely. Or is it seeming like this is lessening to you as we get closer? No, it, it totally appeals to like my punk rockisms where it's like these guys have decided that they are just going to do this thing. And, and if I can go just two seconds long here, the way the Bucks spoke about Cody in that uh, Rolling Stone video was really illuminating to me that they felt this wasn't, but they have such belief in him and he has such belief in it that uh, it helped my respect for Cody Rhodes too. Then come with me. I just might. And that was actually a little bit more than 15 minutes, but that's fine. Yeah, sorry. And we go from there uh, to a segment that uh, we flipped the tables on. We flipped the script. Yeah. Is this going to be the we standing? flipped the Gordon on it last week. <laughs> yeah, he turned the earth and did a, it's like a coin the earth. Uh, are we gonna, I think it's maybe a good thing if one of us is the guesser. One of us gives and one of us takes for Keep It or Kick It and Sunday Night Tweet each week. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. But but what you're saying, Justice, we're doing uh, Keep It or Kick It, yes? Yes, we are. It's the triumphant return of Keep It or Kick It. Yes, yes, yes. And I am the, the dungeon master once again. I'm excited. Uh, so 25 topics. Yes. We're going to run down the list in rapid fire. Oh, and boy. you have to tell me, Josh, if you want to keep the thing that I've introduced to you. Which means I love it. I like it. I want some more of it. Yes. Okay. Or kick the thing I've introduced. I despise it. I hate it. I never want to see it again. Exactly. Understood. So are you ready to play Keep It or Kick It? I'm sort of ready. I always get weirdly nervous for this. Last week I did too. Ding, ding. It's time to play the game. No, don't do that. Too too hyped. Too excited. <laughs> this is, I have to. That's my signature when I'm the dungeon master. Okay. It's time to play the game. All right, hit me. How do you feel about me referring to being in the driver's seat as being the dungeon master? Uh, it makes me think you're either a sexual deviant or a teenager in the 90s playing D&D, hiding it from your parents. I've never played D&D in my life. This is my form of D&D. You're a sexual deviant. <laughs> I didn't say that either. I did. <laughs> okay. Keep it or kick it. Topic number one, Carmella successfully cashing in at WrestleMania on Asuka. Whoa, whoa, uh, Jesus, uh, keep it. Keep it? I don't know. Carmella ends the streak? No, uh, kick it. I mean, this enormous heat that would come with that. That's No, I'm saying keep it. Okay. How else are you going to get out of Asuka's exhausted after a match with Charlotte or something? You, you can't, you're, you've booked yourself into a fucking corner with Asuka right now. Sure, what the hell? Keep it. Braun Strowman hosting WrestleMania. Keep it, yeah. It's a thing to do at this point. No titles on the line at all in. Kick it. A woman on the cover of WWE 2K19. Kick it. A secondary mid-card title in NXT. Oh. Uh, is it still an hour show? Yes. Uh, uh, oh, I'm right on the line with it. Depends. I'll say keep it. Depends how they do it. A secondary mid-card women's title on the main roster. Kick it. Women's tag titles. 
Kick it. The greatest Royal Rumble winner getting a title match at Survivor Series. Uh, they need some sort of stake for that. This uh, is the Saudi Arabia 50-man yeah. rumble that will be a network special. They need some sort of stake. I'll say keep it. Now, I made a joke also that they should do a, a greatest ever women's Royal Rumble <laughs> with 50 women, but there's only just like seven or eight competitors <laughs> that are all covered from head to toe. Who <laughs> keep getting eliminated and re-entering to someone else's music. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what chance? Oh, kick it. Raw going back to two hours. Keep it. A women's show on the network. Uh, keep it. Daniel Bryan at Wrestle Kingdom 13. Uh, keep it. Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi at Wrestle Kingdom 13. Ooh. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, WrestleMania 13 feels kind of soon. I feel like they, I'll kick it. I feel like they could run with the Golden Lovers 14 for then? Yeah. It, it feels like it is going to be a, a Wrestle Kingdom program at some point. Definitely, yeah. But well, I guess maybe 14 feels too long. Yeah, sure. Keep it. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Uh, Kurt Angle versus The Miz at SummerSlam this year. Kick it. Adam Cole as Universal Champion. Kick it. Miz and Aleister Black forming a tag team called A-Lister Black. <laughs> Did you think of that on your own? Yeah. That is outstanding. Keep it. Elias versus Jeff Jarrett. Kick it. Because the guitars. Kick it. Shayna Baszler <laughs> is Stephanie McMahon's hired gun against Ronda. What a great idea that is. Keep it. Big keep it. Kevin and Sammy versus Shane and Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Oh. You, you're on fire today. Keep it. Great ideas. Because technically Jericho is a member of the SmackDown roster. Sure, and the best friends thing. Like the, Yeah, sure, yeah. Velveteen Dream call up to the main roster after WrestleMania. Kick it. A WWE Saturday morning cartoon for kids. Kick it. Punk versus Omega is the all-in main event. Oh, stop it. What do you mean? <laughs> you have to ask me if I want to see CM Punk wrestle Kenny Omega in the main event? Yeah. Yeah, what? Well, well, Yes, yes I do. Keep it. No, you know what, Justin? Kick it. I kick it. Chris Jericho working <laughs> all in. Uh, uh, I can go either way. Kick it. Taz returning to a WWE commentary <laughs> table. Uh, uh, yeah, keep it. Sure, let's try. And finally, yeah. Sandman in the WWE Hall of Fame. Justin, please. The guy doesn't need it. Kick it. <laughs> some surprising choices there. I'm a surprising man. All you right. came up with some really good ones, I felt like, this week. Some oh. of those were really dynamite. Oh, thank you. The the Chris Jericho and Shane versus Owens. and I Because that's kind of, there's talk that that might be, it, it'll be Kevin Owens and Sammy with Daniel Bryan, but Daniel is a non-wrestler. Oh. Versus Shane and a mystery opponent. This is kind of the, but he okay. he gets to choose his partner. I mean, two, that makes SmackDown Zayn pinning Owens kind of weird, but they, they keep going the will they won't they root anyway, so I guess it's not that out of line. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean, there was also word that Kevin and Sammy will be in the Andre, so fucking who knows. Oh, my God. Really? What a fucking waste of the last year of storytelling if those guys are in the Battle Royal. Do you remember three months ago where I was like talking about how then I felt like I was the last guy still into this feud? Yeah, no, I was still into it, too. Yeah, no. I've only fallen out of it in the last, like, month. Oh, you mean since it's been terrible? Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> And that's the other thing. Like, people are like uh, someone who's long since hated SmackDown since the brand split, how vindicating it is to see it be bad. It's like I, it only got bad like a month and a half ago. I'm not going to call out a specific one of our listeners, but I responded to their tweet uh. and I was like, this doesn't validate anything. SmackDown was better after the brand split, yeah. and now it is worse. And you know why that is? Because they took John Cena, Bray Wyatt, and AJ, and Dean, <laughs> the entire main event of SmackDown when it was Except good. Except AJ. They haven't sorry, taken AJ sorry, yes. yet. Kept AJ. But in the words of AJ, SmackDown makes them. 
Raw, Raw takes, takes them. them. So stop it with this. Oh, yeah, I knew SmackDown was worse. What? Everyone left, and now it is bad. That doesn't mean it was bad. And they then. got some guys that were like, okay, I'm excited to see what they do with them, and did the worst things you could do with them. Yeah. Like, the fact that Sami Zayn is not your main event level babyface on this show. It's insane. It's insane. It's insane. You haven't seen Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles for a title yet. And yeah. you've had a year, not a year, but you've had months of those two sort of hovering in the top of your card-ish. Like, it's insanity. Yeah, we got a fucking handicap match instead. Right. And I think Zayn and AJ haven't wrestled twice, but on SmackDown, and they were both they were both good. But And, like, Rusev should be a babyface. There's so much potential for SmackDown to be a better show right now. But they are just locked in on like their idea of what they should be doing instead of what the audience obviously wants. Chester, are you saying the audience doesn't want Orton, Rude, and Hall feuding right I mean, now? Hey, we'll get to that in the oh. in the in the oh, fast yeah, lane right. round. But with that, let's move on to round number two. Round two, fight. <laughs> Justin, would you mind just hitting backspace on your keyboard a couple times um, there? Sure. Thanks. Delete. Oh, thank goodness delete, that delete, word. Delete. Thank you. Delete. Delete. That word. That word is finally deleted. <laughs> because Justin, uh, TNA, I think what, maybe fifteen months ago or so. Ah, uh, it's like two years ago. Two years that long already? I hey, think so. how time moves. Uh, did uh, the final deletion? So for those of you who may not be watching TNA at the time, aka everybody on planet Earth, TNA decided to do something a little bit askew and have uh, Matt Hardy and his broken universe uh, paired with his uh, real life brother, brother Nero, Jeff Hardy. And start doing matches that were about 80% filmed at his actual house in, I believe, North Carolina, if that's correct. Yes. Uh, where he they would do matches where the rule was, I suppose, a false count anywhere match, but truly on a giant compound in a world where Matt Hardy's house is an insane place. Is mm-hmm. that about uh, an accurate way of surmising it? Yeah, the, a, a world where... Anything can happen. Yeah, so it always Matt is this magical character, and that the compound is a fantastical place. I can't remember if this is an original thought by me or somebody said it, but it reminded me a little bit of Alice in Wonderland. Like it's just everything's a little askew. As soon as you leave the quote-unquote impact zone, dare I use those words, anything could happen. And I think it got a very strong fan response, if not necessarily for being good, for being wildly different. Do you agree? Yes, because I think, as we've complained before. The presentation of professional wrestling in 2018 has not changed largely in 25 years. No. Kevin Dunn is intent on just continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again. And if he does change it up, it's to throw in wildly confusing and, and like nauseating camera cuts constantly like he's fucking Michael Bay. But say like the backstage presentation has not changed. If anything, it's gotten worse. Well, if we can talk about presentation just for a second, and this seems like as good a time as any to talk about these pop-up graphics they've been doing on the show. I hate it. If the, I tweeted this on Top Marks. I'm dead serious. I'm not joking at all. This will be the thing that makes me stop watching WWE programming. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel like I'm watching something for a three-year-old. Like, I I hate these pop-ups. So, mm-hmm. so you're right. The, this no, it's like they looked, They watched um, like a popular YouTube channel or that's something. Right. And we're like, oh, people like that. Like the emojis over everything. It's not good. It's awful. It's really bad. It, it started as part of the presentation for Mixed Match, which if that was all it was going to be, I'm okay with it. But now it has 
infected everything. Yeah, the New Day one on SmackDown was anyway. Uh, so yeah, Justin, uh, WWE has decided now after uh, almost a full year since the last Ma- WrestleMania of having Matt Hardy on their roster to capitalize on the broken Matt character and do what they're calling the ultimate deletion, which is the, how many they only did two in TNA, right? The final deletion and, and the, the Great, Great War. War. Those were the only two. Yeah, I think so. Um, did you like them in TNA? These things? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, a lot yeah. of fun, right? Yeah. Completely different, wild, and obviously something that Matt Hardy had full creative control over himself. That's right. Now, I did think the Slammiversary one against um, Rosemary and Crazy Steve and Abyss, I forget what their team was called right now. Um, uh, Decay. Decay, thank you. I, I thought it, the Great War was good until it went back to the arena, and I always feel like that transition is weird. Uh, I would rather just, it's a clip that plays, and I understand that that's tough for the live audience, but when they, and the, it was the same when they did the House of Horrors match. It's always in that getting back to the arena that it feels extremely awkward to me. Yeah, and you, I mean, it's one of those things where you have to be willing to make the sacrifice for the in-house crowd that this is something to be enjoyed by your television audience. Exactly. Because it has been shot and edited and put together as a piece of television. Precisely. Um, so, so, so let's talk about the Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt feud up until this point. What have you thought of it? Um, it... It started out promising. <laughs> like, look, when we did a round, we've done a round on them before. This did is our we? second time doing a round on okay. this feud. And when it started out, we were talking about how this is kind of make or break for both guys, but particularly for Bray. Yes. Like, like Matt needed it because Matt at that time was without Jeff and had been fucking doing tag matches with Jason Jordan. Oy. And just being like, you know teenager Matt Hardy, even right. though he's clearly an older guy now. Yeah, he's not that good at wrestling anymore, folks. I hate <laughs> no. to break the news No, to he's not. <laughs> yeah. Look, the bar carried them to some great matches. Some pretty good matches. But, like, he's not. He can't do it anymore. Yeah. But what he can do is stellar character work. Really stellar. And, and, like, it's great to see because I think we may have talked about this before, like, Matt has always been the lesser Hardy. Definitely. You know, not just in terms of, like, presentation but probably uh like talent level as well like you know like yeah he when jeff was getting rocketed up to the main event like matt was getting basically released from the company no not based like that's what happened yeah, yeah he went to ring of honor like yeah. uh, where he couldn't hang it's it, it's a tricky thing with matt hardy because both both the hardy brothers i think when their feet are on the ground neither of them have ever been that great of wrestlers mm-hmm. like jeff's you know the swanton looks great in the latter spots like once it's, he's in the it's air it's what they're willing to do exactly right and jeff is the whole charismatic enigma thing he's a very charismatic wrestler like he has an rvd thing where he's a bad promo but very engaging to watch in ring mm-hmm. and has a charisma to them uh so matt hardy this feud i would he's think he's like every teenage girl's fucking dream man yeah he was definitely the crush i think of uh, a lot of a lot of young women and men. and probably still today and a lot of young men too I suspect um, so it's uh, but after that opening night with the video feud I really felt like this thing went off a cliff do you agree yeah because we saw that promo where they kind of went back and forth Which and we talked great. about how great it was and how excited we were and it never delivered they've it, had so many matches now yeah. and it's weird that this feud is still going on because like this is kind of the problem with WWE is that you just get the same matches ad nauseum forever. Like, like think back to, like, Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. Remember that feud? Yeah. Where those two guys just wrestled on... This was, pre, this was pre-brand split, so they were wrestling on both Raw and SmackDown. 
every oh. week for like three months. I feel like poor Ziggler had the same thing with Corbin too. I felt like he just wrestled Baron Corbin for like half a year. They did three pay-per-views. Yeah, of that's crazy. Week. And it is a problem with WWE. And for something like this, I don't know why I feel weirdly optimistic about this. Maybe did because it, did it actually like it started bad, and it's getting better. Yeah. Even though we've been seeing it for months, it's like. My interest is increasing the further we go. I feel somehow? like it's, it started great. It got bad. The 25th anniversary match where Bray just pins him was super confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like Bray did a couple things on Raw this week to to indicate to me that his character's changing in some capacity. It was a, I don't want to say sillier, but a looser Bray Wyatt. When he did that spot hanging out of the ring, staring down uh, Heath Slater after he'd pinned Rhino. Or maybe not after he pinned during the match. There were a it was few, during the match. There was a few things where Bray Wyatt seemed like he was, in my opinion, going to break. And I think that's what this is all leading to. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm waiting for, like, a Bray Wyatt promo where he gets on the mic and is like, Matt Hardy, man, I got a question for you that only you can answer, man. When I went looking for you under the ring <laughs> at Elimination the Chamber, Gatorade. I found a bunch of bottles, man. <laughs> yeah. Who's drinking the Gatorade, man? <laughs> You and this Gatorade. Who's drinking the Gatorade, man? So that's what will get you into this feud. Who could possibly require so much Gatorade? How thirsty can a man be, man? <laughs> so for those of you who may not listen last week, uh, Justin noticed when Bray Wyatt pulled up the ring uh, apron the other week, there was a box of Gatorade <laughs> under it, and he hastily Obviously, messaged our chat. Everyone noticed. Who couldn't notice I that? did not notice. <laughs> um, so, so Justin also Bray did- Wyatt noticed. That's what's going to break him is he's going to be – he's tormented my thoughts. Oh my god. I can't stop thinking about the Gatorade, man. <laughs> well, I can. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it, but it's, it's, a, it's a feud that started great, got so much worse, but now I feel like they're actually markedly doing something different. You know, uh, this may come to haunt me, but I actually have faith that WWE may do this correctly, this ultimate deletion. Just put everything in the hands Look, of Matt Hardy. Jeremy Borash is in the company now. Exactly. He works for NXT. Yep. He's going to be kind of the guy who Triple H hands NXT off to when Triple H takes the reins on the main roster is what it seems like. But if you have him in the company right now, why not bring him to the Hardy compound and have him be just as involved in the creation of this as he was in the creation of the stuff that they did in TNA? Because, look, we saw what Michael Hayes wanted. Right. We got the fucking... The house match, the house of horrors, you know, and and Pritchard said that that's long been a fantasy of Michael Hayes, that he's been pitching that sort of thing for years. I remember that. So we got the Hayes match. It was terrible. It wasn't good. It was awful. It was the worst match of the year. It might have been the worst pay-per-view match, like, in decades, all right? (laughs) Wow. So, So just give the reins to Jeremy Borash and Matt Hardy and tell them to do their thing because that's why you brought them back in the first place. Yeah, that has to be If Matt didn't do this, if Matt did not have the broken resurgence, his own renaissance, basically, I don't know that the Hardy Boys are in WWE right now. Yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, I I still feel like they – I still think you're going to get like a a Jeff Hardy main event 
the Jeff Hardy, not main event, but like an IC title feud that people will like really be into at some point. Mm-hmm. But for Matt Hardy, especially in this Jeff is injured world we're living in, how the hell aren't you having him do this? How many months has Jeff been injured for? Two or three? Uh, like four, probably. I mean, he should have been broken. The Like the second Jeff Hardy got injured, they yeah. should have done this for Matt Hardy. Uh, if WWE does this and uh, Rebby Hardy, Vanguard One, Senor Benjamin, the whole thing, the Hardy compound, and it plays out. I mean, that's what they, we saw Vanguard One on Raw this week. Yep. Well, that entire, uh, what do you want to call it, vignette that they did of uh, Matt Hardy at the compound when he revealed that there's only play- one battleground it, fit for it. It had the vibe. It, well, it felt like the TNA stuff, so much so that people were accusing them of playing TNA footage. As if WWE would ever do that, by the way. Though Rebby came out and said that she had filmed it herself last week. Which is so important that they do that. If that's who was doing it first, if you want to... I, I know they are kind of hesitant to just want to, like, flatly rip something off or, or do it in their house or whatever you want to call it, but that hesitancy needs to go away, and they need to go with what works. It's the same way I feel about Rusev right now. It's like, stop denying yourself... Money. Like, stop denying what the fans want. They, it's clear what they want. Yeah, how is it possible that you're playing Rusev as a heel to Nakamura this weekend? It, it, I, I mean, against Nakamura, I guess I kind of get But why is Rusev no. a heel? Against Nakamura is bad booking for Nakamura. I agree. Because he's not going to be the favored babyface in that match that's supposed to heat him up for WrestleMania. Yeah, there's just so many, so many examples of this. But how he didn't just enter as Broken Matt and they let Jeff Hardy go off and do the Jeff Hardy nostalgia tour, that'll still be baffling to me. But I'm actually pretty excited to see where this goes. Again, like you say, if they bring Jeremy Borash in and they can redo that. My question, though, Justin, is how many of these do you want to see? How many pay-per-views can they have a quote-unquote ultimate deletion on? Uh, with Bray? Sure. Wait, or but, just like th- that he changes his focus and maybe not with maybe Bray. it's Matt versus Finn next or it, whatever. Whatever it is. How many Matt Hardy centered away from arena pay-per-view matches are you willing to watch? I honestly think making us wait this long for it, so long as it actually pays off and is good, sure, yeah. is not a bad move. Okay. Because like you said, it might be a law of diminishing returns where – you cannot do this every time. It's like Finn Balor's demon, you know? Yeah. I don't want to see the demon every pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I don't even want to see the demon every big four, you know? I want the demon maybe twice a year. How do you feel about this uh, for, for these ultimate deletions or whatever you want to call them? They're on every non-big four pay-per-view until it runs its course. Every non? No, that's too much. You think even that's too much? Yeah. Eh? So yeah. what did you see, three a year, something like that? Yeah, maybe, yeah. I would say so. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. With and, this. like, look, we not only have we seen the House of Horrors, we also saw them try to ape it with the oh, New, yeah, the Day, New Day versus Wyatt compound match. And you that hated was that, right? Terrible also. I, I'm going to get hated for this in some way. I actually didn't think that – I didn't love it. But when I watched it, I didn't feel like it was – it was obviously inspired by, at the time, the, the final deletion. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like it was, like, as blatant a ripoff. And I thought it was all right, actually. I somewhat enjoyed it. Big E putting Eric Rowan into the car. That I was, it was sick. Like a sick spot. And I don't know. It sort of showed me that they were you know, willing to, to try some things. And I guess I found that encouraging. Last week, you floated out the idea that this breaks Bray. Yeah. And he joins Matt. Yeah. Just like Jeff Hardy did after their match. That's right. And then you also floated out the possibility that that duo faces the bar at WrestleMania. Yeah, that doesn't look like as good of a prediction now. I've eh? seen a lot of people predict that, though, since you floated it out there. Really? And I do think that... It is the best possible use of the bar at WrestleMania also. So you think this uh, ultimate deletion happens on TV then? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it is. It's next week on Raw. Wait, what? Is it? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. They're filming it right now. Aren't they filming it today? Yeah, I, th- I know they're filming today. I didn't know that it was coming next week. Oh, I'm excited yeah, for that. Yeah, it's a TV match. It's not going to be at WrestleMania. Dude, was I right? This has to be what they're doing then. It, yeah, I would think so. But here's something for you that you might not know. Uh-oh. Jeff Hardy is healthy right now. Jeff oh. Hardy got approved by doctors to come back like three hmm. days ago. I didn't know that. I, I hope he doesn't factor into this. I really do. I, I hope that he goes and does his Jeff Hardy thing. You need to get him on a separate show that from them. He gets pushed to the main event level as a singles talent. I think I'd rather see him on SmackDown in like the U.S. title picture, but but something where he he doesn't need to be attached to this. It isn't his strength. You know what I mean? What do you think? Um, yeah, I think you're on something there. Unless there's like a jealousy angle where he's jealous of Bray Wyatt and he wants to be Brother Nero by his side or something. Yeah, it's just like I we haven't seen the broken process of Jeff at yeah. this point. So he's hopping into the story midstream. Yeah. It's probably best to just keep him intact and flip him to SmackDown. Yeah, have some moment that. where he like v- thinks his brother's being weird or something. But the party or the pairing of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt's interesting to me. I want to see those guys. Make, and we talked about it last week. This is finally Bray Wyatt as a babyface if he does break and join. Thank and God. God damn it, we have wanted that for four years now. <laughs> That's 15 minutes. And Justin, you know what the end of round two means. You know, Justin, but I do, do they I know? I know better than anyone. Why don't you means. tell them what it means, Justin? It's time for the people's segment. Ready, people? Sunday Night Tweet. Justin, Sunday Night Tweet. Every single week, I, Josh Custodio, scour Twitter.com, and I look for uh, members of the active WWE roster. I look on their Twitter accounts, and I look for tweets that are sort of askew, that catch my attention in some way. I then have to read those tweets aloud, and you, Justin, have to guess who the tweeter in question is based off of almost no information. Justin, do you understand the rules of Sunday Night Tweet? I I've always understood. Well, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I sometimes get it wrong. Yeah, sometimes. Let's see how well you understand, Justin. Let's jump into tweet number one here. Sure. Note to all Pat podcasters, including at Edge Rated R. That's Edge, Adam Copeland. Mm-hmm. Note to all pad podcasters, including Edge. I have absolutely zero interest in, quote unquote, telling my story or helping you draw listeners. Strap your rocket to someone who needs it. Uh, I know who wrote this. No, Justin! I saw this tweet. It's a good tweet. It's great. And Edge. Edge's response, I couldn't tell if he was being worked or if he was, like, participating in the work. Probably participating. I would hope so. Yeah. Because he took the opportunity to promote the recent appearance of Johnny Gargano on the Edge and Christian show because this tweet was written by Tommaso Ciampa. Indeed, Justin, it is Blackheart Tommaso Ciampa, who I thought uh, on last night's NXT looked like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. He didn't even say anything. It was a great segment. And can we also compliment NXT for, like, having an incredibly fast turnaround on re-editing their intro package. Yeah, so he's that, in like, it now. So that, like, the Ciampa holding the thing after he, you know, ended Gargano's career yeah. is part of the opening credits. Yeah, him holding the crutch and waving is in there. And it's, yeah, it's awesome. and, like, recent Baszler stuff is in there, too. They've really been on the fly with, like, if an iconic moment happens last week, we'll get it in immediately. Which is shocking to consider Punk was never in the Raw one. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, you ready for the second date this week? Sure. Y'all can't do all them flippies if you got no legs. Hashtag bluegrass brawler. Hashtag unorthodox. Hashtag born in the mountains. Or sorry, hashtag born in the woods. Hashtag raised in the mountains. Hashtag wildling. Now, when when you said the word flippies, I still was considering that this could be Noam Dar. 
I I mean, I mean, y'all be. is not Noam Dar. Y'all can't do all them flippies. If it, got if no it was legs. Noam, he'd be like, "Ye canna <laughs> do them flippies." That'd be dude nay flippies. Yeah. Uh, if you got no legs, so Justin, who who's trying to stop people from doing flippies? That would be um, my my favorite, sexy Amelia Earhart herself, <laughs> the Blitz and Trapper herself. Go ahead, <laughs> Sarah Logan. Justin, you are two for two, and Sarah Logan, Justin, you're on fire. The pressure's on for you to keep momentum. Though. She should use that as her new tagline, the Blitz and Trapper. I mean, uh, yeah, she should definitely do. You though, you didn't understand what I was talking about when I called her a trapper last week. Yeah, I know what like somebody who like catches animals in a trap. Exactly. I knew what you meant. Well, you said what? Yeah, because I thought I, I said she looked like a trapper, and you were like, huh? Yeah, I mean, but I felt like relative. You mm. went from describing her as sexy Amelia Earhart to yeah. a trapper, and I felt like I didn't understand uh, the connection. Like Amelia Earhart, she's always you know flying those planes exactly. around. Exactly. I've never seen her trap. But I just mean like that was the kind of jacket she was wearing was yeah. like a flight jacket. That's right. Even though I think it was intended to be a trapper jacket. Well, all we could agree on is that it was sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I just I meant sexy in like a Halloween parody sense. Just you ready? For but I do like Sarah Logan. <laughs> you ready for tweet number three? Yes. Yeah, I mean she's clearly showing herself to be the best of that. Uh, Ruby's promo this week was great too. Yeah, I thought the promo was good. The match, not yeah. as good. Yeah. Uh, just in the third tweet this week reads as follows: When at Spotify knows you were born, knows where, knows where born in Canada, <laughs> and it's a photo of uh, the tweeter in question listening to Three Pistols by the Tragically Hip on Spotify. When Spotify knows where born in Canada, born in Canada. That's right. I think maybe the person means your. <laughs> So who's who's a Canadian on the roster? Listening to the hip, Justin. You you're a you're a hip fan, aren't you? You always sing that apartment song. Mm. That, that oh, that's bare naked lady. Bare naked lady. Yeah, another Canadian treasure. Yeah, no, but I have sung tragically hip before. Okay, New Orleans is sinking is a karaoke go to for me. There you go. Uh huh. Canadian. Haven't seen Ty Dillinger on TV in a while. That's true. He's Canadian. A Canadian tweeting about music too. Yes. I feel like that's a hint. I'm because, just saying it's... Because we know one man who likes to tweet about his record collection. Who's that? Well, he's the gentleman who, uh, you know, I think he's an important part of NXT, but he hasn't really figured into the plans much lately. I'd say he's... Nah, well, I didn't say is he. <laughs> Could be Natalia. Yeah. To Natalia. Yeah. No, I'm going to go with EY himself, Eric Young. Justin! Three for three, baby! It's Hell Eric yeah! Young. Hell yeah! Justin, are you nervous now? Um, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is the point where... It's all on the line here. For those of you guessing along, I, yeah, none of you could have been at three at this point. Those are hard tweets. <laughs> I mean, the flippies was maybe a giveaway. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like Noam would say flippies, I, but all the hashtags were obviously Sarah. <laughs> there was a lot of hashtags. Justin, are you ready for uh, tweet number four this week? Sure, let's do it. This one's a fun fact. Oh, really? Yeah, you know how I know that? How? Starts with fun fact. Correct. This tweet reads, fun fact, the Riot Squad all have 38-inch hips. Fun fact, the Riot Squad all have 38-inch hips. Yeah, which I don't think that could be accurate. Oh, I guess women's sizing is different than men's? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I just don't believe they have bigger waist size. I wear 34 I, th- I think they're talking about their hips and not their waist size. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. 
Now, I'm going to assume that this is from a member of the Riot Squad. I mean, we already saw Sarah Logan this because week. Because they were all... Uh, they were all like rooming together, and I'm assuming making towns together too. Well, I don't know because I saw a video from Liv Morgan that was like extremely funny. What was it? She was screaming something. I think it was about Becky Lynch, but she was like, she was like, she was doing a cell phone promo. Okay, and yeah. she's like yelling and screaming as she like jumps into the middle of the hotel room bed between okay. uh, the other two, and then like the camera just like briefly pans over. To uh, Ruby Riot, who's yeah. like, our neighbors are going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. <laughs> so, Justin, this I didn't say this is a member of the Riot Squad, but it's somebody who knows the hip sizes who would of know the Riot costume in. Oh, hmm. Hmm. Is it now it's either a member of the Riot Squad or an opponent of the Riot Squad? But I don't. Mm. I don't know. But I mean, I do know. I shouldn't yeah, lie. Yeah, you, you. you definitely I know who it do is. I know exactly who it is. Now, we already saw Sarah Logan. Yeah. So, I want to say either Ruby or Liv. And I feel like Liv would have, like, more emojis or okay. things would be, like, spelled with caps or something. I gotcha. <sighs> well, you see, these but are the Ruby nerves. is a heel, though, also. And that does not seem like a heel tweet. But, I mean, it doesn't seem like a face tweet or anything. Either it's just like a nothing. It's just a fun it's fact. It's just a weird thing. Yeah, it's a fun fact. They were in their hotel room measuring their costume. I don't fucking know. You never do that with your friends? No, I've never measured my hip size. Well, before then you in should a hotel look forward room. to when this show is over because uh, <laughs> we're gonna do it. I've got a ruler right over here. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't do it by ruler. No, you'd use a fucking measuring tape. <laughs> uh. I'm, mm, I hate to overthink this. I hate to drag it out. I'm sorry for the folks at home this is taking so long, but it's just that I'm three for three so far. I know. This I is... really feel the mounting pressure. Uh, I'll go with Liv Morgan. Justin, you are four for four. Oh, my God. You have gotten Liv Morgan. <laughs> Justin, how are you doing so well lately? Do I need to make Sunday Night Tweet harder? No. No, <laughs> I don't. I feel like you've been doing know, better lately. I just know that they, because I saw her video tweet that I thought was very funny. Oh. So I know that they've been like, they've spent a lot of time together. Sure, so weird stuff might happen. Yeah. You're bored. Yeah. Holy cow, Justin. It's all on the line here. We're going to tweet number but five. But that, like, I knew the Champa tweet. The rest of these have all been. You know what my what tweet number five is? It's your favorite tweet of the week. This is my favorite tweet of the week, and Justin, it reads as follows. Titus doesn't even hold the tag rope. That was an illegal tag. Maybe we can teach you a thing or two. Hashtag tag team specialist. <laughs> Titus doesn't even hold the tag rope. That was an illegal tag. Oh, sorry. Wasn't a legal tag. No. Okay. Same thing. He's saying yeah. that the tag is illegal because Titus, you have to be holding the rope when you tag. Did, uh, did Titus and Apollo have a tag match on Raw this week? I don't know. I missed the final hour of Raw. I watched it. I still don't remember. Okay. Uh, this tweet is from... Uh, it could be from before this. This tweet is from February 25th. Oh. Okay. So it's from somebody that they would have had a tag match against a little while ago. <clears throat> I can't even remember. Titus doesn't even hold the tag rope. That wasn't a legal tag. Maybe we can teach you a thing or two. No, I don't remember... Well, I'm not going to say anything. Titus and Apollo having a tag match. It seemed like they were going to feud with the with the club. 
So I'm thinking it's either Carl Anderson or Luke Gallows, but I might be wrong on that. I can't remember who else they've had matches with. Hashtag tag team specialist. Tag team specialist. I feel like I know who that is, but I can't think of them having a match against the Revival. But maybe maybe they didn't. I don't know. Maybe it was a house show match? I don't know. But, But it's not. The tweet does not end with, like, hashtag WWE... Like Baton Rouge no, or whatever. No, no, that's the only hashtag in this tweet. <sighs> Tag team specialist. I'm gonna just because it's your favorite tweet, and I know he's your favorite. He's your boy. I'm gonna go with Scott Dawson. Justin, you went four and a half for five. Oh no, it was Dash Wilder. Dash Wilder, fucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Justin, that's as close. I blew it. Justin, that's as close. No, as no. I think he was watching. Uh, the Titus Worldwide versus the bar oh, okay. and was critique. That's just my guess. Uh, oh, Justin. Oh, oh, fuck me, though. Oh. I, I came so close to guessing Ruby yeah. on the previous one. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'll just go with Liv. Why not? And when I got that right, I felt like I was on, like, this was the uh, destiny that I was right. going to get this. Oh, Justin, I feel bad. I feel like I misled you because it's in my slot, and you just know I love Dirty Scott Dawson. Of course. He's your favorite. Oh, I feel awful. This one, this one's partly on me. All right. And with that, we move on to round number, number three. three. <laughs> <laughs> Good noise. Round three. Fight. Boy, howdy, Justin. If you thought that episode of Sunday Night Tweet was depressing, wait till I read you aloud the card to this fast lane. Uh, oh on my Sunday. goodness, uh, Justin. What, let, let, let's talk about let's talk about fast lane in general before we get into the nitty gritty here. Fast lane is in a horrible spot, right? This I think is probably why we haven't had like a great fast lane pay per view. This this spot like right before Mania, where nothing can actually, we're all just waiting for the dam to break. You know I don't I mean? remember if I voted it for worst pay per view of the year last year. We both did. Okay, yeah, because I should have. Yes, because not only was that Kevin Owens gold. Match just horribly disappointing and heartbreaking, but yeah, like we had that interminable <laughs> hour of like Big Show, Sheamus, Cesaro, and Rusev. Rusev. Yeah, that and look, I've made this joke probably like seven times before. Do it one more, but I'm pretty sure that that, that stretch of that show is still going. Hey, <laughs> look, we watched that show together at your yeah. at your place last year. It was terrible. It was awful. That I, it was the worst pay per view last year. We I think unanimously on the show, Caitlin included, selected it as such. And like, look, you know, we have made jokes about the Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns match. Is like a he beat me, so he he gets my fans now. Uh, but that match was great. It was great. Yeah, but but again, it all they all feel like these placeholders where the WrestleMania main event already feels set. Like look no further than AJ. The, the, the thing about the Bryan Roman one though is that that was the only pay per view between the Rumble and Mania. Oh, that's right. There it's was pre no, pre brand split, no elimination chamber. I almost called it the bland split. Well, which in is some ways, kind of fitting at this point. Hey, yeah. now yeah. you're on fire this round, Jayva. <laughs> so you know the whole turning sadness into comedy thing. You're living it. <laughs> yep, sure am. How about we dig into to this card a little bit, Justin? Well, before we get there, okay. I mean, we could talk about this when we get to the match, uh, but I feel like, and we both agree on this, I yeah. feel. We haven't really talked in depth about it off the show, uh, which is rare, because usually we talk a lot about wrestling, <laughs> and then we're like, did we talk about this on the show before? It, it is a curse. Um, they, this is a, There's a clear booking mistake here. Oh, yes. I mean, there's um, a few. An enormous one. Yeah. But, like, the biggest of all is John Cena. 
Yeah. John Cena should not be in the main event. Explain to me why he is. I don't know. So why is because, John Cena... Because they're, go- they're going to boost interest for this show by teasing that John Cena is going to break the record at a nothing <laughs> pay-per-view that we all know that's not going to happen at. Uh, Justin, try and remove your biases for one second here. I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to answer it, okay? Sure. Who is less deserving to be fighting for the WWE World Heavyweight title right now? John Cena or Dolph Ziggler? Dolph Ziggler, who walked away from the U.S. title and, you know, by all accounts, management should hate him. Or John Cena, who hasn't won a match in some time. John Cena. Okay. Why is that? John, because not only did he leave SmackDown. Yeah. Like, Dolph walked away from a title. And they both have left SmackDown. Yeah. yeah. But Dolph came back, you know. <laughs> and Dolph, Dolph ultimately was like, I want to be here. And I'm here for a reason, and I'm chasing that reason. But if you told your boss to fuck off and then came back, they wouldn't be like, here's a promotion but for here's, you. But here's the thing, though. Dolph just left. You know, He left everything. Yeah. John was like, I got nothing left to prove here. I'm leaving for the other show because this place sucks. My point here is really that you have two people competing in this match that have no claim to being in a WWE World title match. Dolph Ziggler, I think, has a better claim than John Cena. Maybe, but I think it should be a fatal four-way with those two removed. Uh, it's a more interesting dynamic. And right now, I feel like you're just trying to get people on the poster. Uh, no, I feel like if you're going to remove two people... Corbin should be one of them also. Yeah. That you should remove Corbin and Ziggler and have the four-way be AJ, Cena, Owens, Zayn. I always kind of feel like Corbin delivers in these multi-man matches. You're right. He's usually a part of like the most fun spot in these matches. I You're can think right. of a couple examples off the top of my head. I, we haven't even gone over the card yet, but I feel like there's going to be a weird imbalance on this show because all of the main heels are in the main event. Yeah. it's uh, so That's look. strange unto itself. But also, like we talked about earlier... Rusev is not going to be booed against Nakamura. Yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura had a big moment. He won the Royal Rumble. Everyone was thrilled. Everyone was so happy for him. Yep. But since then, he's kind of been placed on the back burner. Well, he hasn't done- Let's start with this match then, Justin, the, the Nakamura and Rusev match. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of this like micro build behind the scenes where uh, uh, Aiden English eats Nakamura's knee, so now he can't sing. Rusev is protecting the guy who sings his song, and he's pissed off at Nakamura, so now they're feuding. It's again, they don't understand the <laughs> dynamic. At all. Yeah. Removing Aiden English's singing is not a babyface move. No. <laughs> Everyone loves him. Everyone loves Rusev. Uh, nothing about this... Like, Nakamura needed a big moment to reheat him and make him feel like a big deal again yeah. heading into WrestleMania. And I'm sure that whatever feud that they have planned for him and AJ in the final four weeks here is going to do a good job of that. Sure. But he could have used something in that time. And that thing that he could have used is a clean win at a pay-per-view over John Cena. Well, <laughs> And, and listen, if you don't even want to do that, I get it. You want Cena in the main event, you need to sell tickets. I understand this. But how are you not having Nakamura against somebody who's clear? Mojo Raleigh. You know I don't like Mojo Raleigh. Why can't they have a five-minute squash match where, where the crowd gets hyped for Nakamura? I'm not even sure Nakamura's going to get cheered against Rusev Day right now. Yeah. Like, I'm really not. If the, I'm glad they took away Aiden's voice because if the, he does the big intro for Rusev, there's no way Nakamura will get cheered following yeah, that. Yeah, maybe they, get, maybe they boo because he can't sing. But Nakamura yeah. is responsible for That's that. That's the thing. So it's it's bad booking. Like every single decision on this is bad booking. It's but the main thing is like John Cena should have wanted what Nakamura has. Of course. He should have challenged him for it. And like maybe you can't come up with a good way for Nakamura to agree to that. But I think he could just agree to it by John being like, 
being like that is a heel move from Cena. Oh yeah, it's an act of desperation, and it is clearly him being like, "I am the star. I deserve this. Give it to me." Yeah, it's... and that, and and Nakamura could still look like a babyface, and accept by being like, "You are being arrogant beyond belief right now, right. and I must humble you." Which he would do because they're not going to take that off of him and give it to Cena. And it would further the losing streak angle that they were telling with Cena. It works for both guys. Cena gets even more desperate to challenge The Undertaker. Yep. And Nakamura gets a huge win that makes him feel like a genuine star heading into the biggest match of his career. Who you got here? Nakamura or Rusev? Nakamura, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, I think, going to be the problem. Obviously. Just ready to move on to what I, I mean, a crackerjack of a match. We've got Becky Lynch and Naomi versus Natalia and Carmella. Speaking of people who've just scuttled off into the background, yeah. Natalia and Carmella. Mrs. Money in the Bank. What are the, like, what? They don't even, when was the last time Carmella was on TV doing anything than asking uh, or answering questions on a Twitter AMA that was happening during a live show. Didn't they? They were encouraging you to not watch SmackDown uh, so you could be on your phone talking to Carmella. I think uh, she had a match last week, didn't she? Against against Becky. Is that right? Yeah. yeah I so I think it was this week. Even. I, I I'm gonna be honest, Justin. I haven't missed SmackDown in weeks. I don't know why these people are feuding. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to pick the baby faces, Becky Lynch and Naomi, to, to beat Natalia and Carmella. What do you uh, think? No, no, this is this is a this is a SmackDown match. This is this is a pre-brand split SmackDown Dude, match. If this was on that's SmackDown, been put on a pay-per-view, I would fast forward it. Yeah, like there's no reason for this to be here other than time fill reasons for exactly what I just outlined, which is that all of your heels are in the main event. Who are you picking, Becky? Yeah, Becky needs Naomi. a big win into Mania season, I guess. There you go. And Carmella is going to continue the long-standing tradition of the Money in the Bank holder just losing all Always the time. loses every match. All right, Justin, how about this? I am moderately excited for this. The Usos doing it again against the New Day here. Doesn't make sense. Didn't we have a condition on their last match that it was the last time the New Day would be allowed <laughs> a shot at the Usos? And they both agreed to it. Yes, and, yeah. and then we're just like, well, people like this, so we'll do it again. Hey, they have nothing else. This will probably be – on this show, a good wrestling match is going to be welcome because I don't That's think Nakamura true. versus Rusev is going to be That's good. That's true. This is going to be good, but it's also a problem because I think we both know that the Mania program is Usos versus Bludgeon Brothers, course, yeah. and there's no way it's going to be better than this. It's no. going to be much worse, if anything. Unless they go really short here, but I just don't see it. You're obviously picking the Usos here. Yeah, I mean, unless they throw it into a multi-team thing where the Mania match – is New Day versus Usos versus Bludgeon Brothers versus Rusev Day. Oh, I hadn't considered that. I actually kind of feel like that's what they might do now. Because I'm not interested in a one-team versus one-team match of Usos versus Bludgeon Bros. You know I am. No, you're not, though. I am. Are are you seriously still (laughs) interested in the Bludgeon Brothers? Or is this a gimmick that you're working? What do you mean? They're just like squashing local jobbers every week. But they're not... Like there's nothing interesting about them. And I don't costumes agree. Costumes are terrible. I like the costumes. They bring these hammers out to the ring, but they don't actually do anything with them. I'm They've still... never used the hammers for anything before. Yeah, well, I might use it on you here in a second, there, pal. <laughs> 
Uh, Justin, you ready for the next one here? Hey, sure. uh, this is kind of fun because it's the culmination of my least favorite feud of the year. We got Bobby Roode versus Randy Orton for the U.S. title. Oh, I don't think it's the culmination, bud. Please, God, because, be the culmination. Because there's a, we all expected Jinder Mahal would be inserted into this and it would be a three-way. Yeah, how is this not a triple threat? Because they're going to do the triple threat at Mania instead. It's going to continue. Think so? It's going to continue all the way through. I might not watch Mania this year. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to say about this. I know you're like kind of you've been kind of on the fence, I guess, about the build. You haven't hated it as much as I have. I've enjoyed the promo segments. No. I I've no, liked, you have. I've not. liked Bobby Roode as this guy who's just like I didn't I didn't do that. What are you talking? But about? But that's not a reason for a few. I know. I never. I never said that. I didn't do any of this. So Jinder, he's been forced into this feud by Jinder twisting words that never happened. Jinder it's Mahal fake news. talked. Jinder Mahal is fake news. I said that on the show. What a month ago? Yeah, I, I know, said. I know. This this fucking top ten. Everything about this feud has sucked. This match is going to be bad. Oh no doubt. They're not yeah. bad. This match is going to be by the numbers and and like the that I, somebody always says. I think it's. David Shoemaker, who I was bagging on earlier, You're a big f- always always says that like the Randy Orton test is when you know if a guy is a is a star or not because you need to see him standing next to Randy Orton right. to decide if he has the stature to really be a a big deal. I kind of like that actually. And yeah. watching Bobby Roode stand next to Randy Orton, he looks dwarf. He doesn't he doesn't have it. Well, everything about nobody has anything. But here. Bobby Roode should be a heel. Like he doesn't even know what his character is. Nobody knows what Bobby Roode's character is right now. He's glorious. Come on, Justin. Uh, now we got. I, I see Bobby Roode retaining. I don't see him losing to Randy right now. Through uh, maybe through nefarious means, maybe through gender interference. Yeah, I kind of feel like gender costs Bobby the win. I feel like the other way around. Orton costs- would win if not for gender. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, well, you need. Look, we as we learned <laughs> in WrestleMania five, when you put a big guy in the ring against a guy who's littler than him. Big guy always wins. Yeah, you're also right because the RKO on Jinder's the moment. No, wait, he did, didn't he do that on TV already? Probably. Never. Who? Oh, but like, God, you need sucks. a reason why the big guy loses to the little guy, and it's Jinder distracting him. I'm literally picking Randy Orton because I think it's more interesting if you and I are split on okay, one. Yeah, I'm picking Bobby Roode. All right. Now, uh, Charlotte Flair versus Ruby Rock. This card is terrible, Justin. This actually has had a, a decent build. Yeah, I agree. There's a story that you can understand. The other two have wins over Charlotte. It's, they've, it works. They've both run through each other's allies. Yeah. And we finally got like a decent promo. Not just a decent promo, Good but promo. like a promo that explained like why the Riot Squad even exists, which is important. I yeah, think, I guess I, I shouldn't scoff at this match. I'll, I'll say, while I haven't liked the matches for the build, it's the clearest why someone's feuding on this entire card. Like, I guess you could say Nakamura Rusev, but it was built in 30 seconds. Like, I like Ruby as a wrestler. I think she was good in NXT. I yeah. liked, I thought she was great at the NXT house show that we went to. She was great She's there. just a natural baby face. To me, the problem was that she couldn't be a heel. She couldn't do it. She, did, she hadn't figured out how to pull the character off. This week, I feel like she got the character. I won't say I'm anywhere near sold on her as you, but I thought she was good this week. Like, I'm not worried about her in-ring, which is what you seem to be hung up on. I'm curious. I think her and Charlotte are going to put on a bit of a stinker this weekend, and I think she's one of the only people on SmackDown Charlotte would put on a stinker. I think Charlotte would have, would have a better match with Naomi than with Ruby Riot. All right. Is that an insane thing to say? Not necessarily. But in a, in I mean, a similar space. There was a, there was a time when Naomi seemed like a genuinely great worker, and uh, that... That seems to be done. Yeah, she re- remember how over she felt last year? Yeah. That feels huge, like a long time ago. Huge. All right. Uh, but I'm going with Charlotte retaining because obviously she's going to be the champion at WrestleMania. Yeah. The, I mean, yeah. I, Charlotte retains. 
Uh, okay, uh, main event time. Six-pack challenge. AJ Styles defending his uh, WWE Championship against John Cena, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, and Dolph Ziggler. This match has to run for like an hour. It's going to be a long one. I think you're plus 40 minutes on Yeah, it. we just talked about And it'll uh, probably be good. I mean, the, unless they're going to add something more to this card, but there's no... There's no undercard feuds that aren't on this show right now. Uh, uh, no, no. I mean, I can't even think of anything. Who's Mojo Rawley wrestling? Dude, who is Mojo Rawley? Yeah, I don't know. When Great was the question. last time he was on television? Gronk's friend, I think. Um, I just mean, like, if you just started watching like a yeah, month ago, know. who is this guy? I mean, that was also true of Nakamura before last I week. I guess that's true, too. <laughs> But um, And Rusev. Yeah. <laughs> Insanity. Um, I, I think there's reason to think that even though it definitely has uh, an inevitability problem, I think this will probably be a good match that I'll enjoy to watch. Yeah, AJ retains. He's going to pin John Cena. I agree, yeah. And I don't know why they already gave away the dissolution of Kevin and Sammy on free TV. Oh, yeah, we talked about this before the show. Insane decision. Uh, but, yeah, I have the, the exact same pick there, and you get Owens and Zayn splintering off out of it. I don't know about Corbin and Ziggler. I don't think really they could feud again. But uh, we'll see what comes out of this match. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, ultimately, this whole show, who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, Darude it. Ah, uh, Sandstorm always knows. <laughs> Justin, uh, you know what I like to do sometimes? What? I like to answer some listener questions. Oh, really? On your on your spare time or just at the end of the show? No, I sit in my house alone reading them and answering them to myself aloud. Okay. So I'm going to do that now, but you'll also be here this time. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, just our first... <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> our first question this week comes from E. Kilo. It rhymes with Kilo. At E underscore Prime on Twitter. And he asks, whether because of outside of the ring issues or just general hatred towards, which wrestler do you hope to never see debut or return to WWE? Boy, uh, there's some answers for this question, eh? I think so. Yeah. Uh, do you want Do you want me to answer one quickly here? I'll go first. Sure, go ahead. Hulk Hogan. Oh, you never want the Hulkster back? Yeah, no, sure. Never. Me neither. Never. Yeah, I'm with you here. Uh, but that's for inside the ring reasons. You you love his his outside the <laughs> ring politics. You just don't think he's a good enough worker, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. No, I I hate him. Yes. And and I I hate that he allowed himself to be a puppet. Uh, for Peter Thiel to yeah. to in a in a crazy vendetta like I don't think it's underscored enough and maybe it is in the in the trial documentary that's I haven't Have watched, you watched it, it? Yet. nobody no. speak it's good no um that like we just allowed as a society we all just like some some people even clapped along not me as a billionaire just like sought his revenge for it, like. Juicy gossip about him and his friends being leaked on a gossip website. Yeah. You know, that he was able to, like, ruin people forever because he just hated them. This Because is... he had the resources to just continue funding lawsuits forever. That the, that the court of law is a toy for the mega rich to do what they want. I, d I couldn't believe there before you were in this wrestling chat that you're currently in. We had a giant argument about it because some people were like, "Yeah, fuck Gawker." I'm like, "Not the point. <laughs> Not the point." I wish you would have been in there then. Uh, Gawker was also like an important thing, you know, to, to a degree. Sure. Like, like, I mean, I don't want to defend everything that they've ever reported, no. but it was a wonderful stepping stone platform 
to build up the reputation and portfolios of a bunch of writers that I respect the shit out of. I also want to – this is, I'm sure, is what he's asking. I do have other answers, but just sticking with Hulk Hogan for a second here. I, I just really want to go on the record here. I see some people being like, ah, if he apologizes, I'd still pop. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have it in my heart. I can – I just – I could never cheer or celebrate a guy knowing that he said the things he said. He doesn't want his daughter dating an N-word. Mm-hmm. Just consider – this is this guy's pillow talk. Like, this is a person you want to, like, admire in any or cheer for or even boo? This isn't heel heat. This is, like, this a is bad person. a terrible person. person. Imagine if I, I just finished making love with a beautiful lady and I turn over and, like, yeah, my daughter's dating. Like, huh? That's a broken person I want nothing to it's do the with. The biggest problem that's always weighing on your mind is that <laughs> you're racist and your child is not. Like, Insanity. So yeah, I'm with you, JMO. Never him come back. On on another note, this here, is this is entirely unrelated though. Yeah. I re- I remember having a debate about this Gawker thing, talking about how it's an important platform that paid writers that yeah, I sure. respect and built them up and made them names so that they could jump ship to somewhere else eventually yeah. and be more respectable. And someone was arguing against this uh, with me on a message board platform on Facebook in a, in a Facebook discussion group. Okay. Uh, who was a person who I interned for and worked for for free for six months, who never paid me anything, <laughs> who's talking to me about how it's actually bad. <laughs> to have paid writers. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And it's just like, I can't fucking believe that you don't recognize the irony of what you You can't believe that? Right I can fully believe that, that some I pig... worked for you for fucking free for six months, and you're going to tell me it's bad that these writers got paid at this website. Madness. Uh, recently, I want to say Sammy Callahan, this uh, baseball bat shot. Did you oh see this? Oh, my God. Fuck that guy forever. Yeah. No, so uh, he certainly comes to mind. Uh, Dolph Ziggler would be someone. <laughs> um, I feel like there's other answers for this question, but everyone else stands in the shadow of Hogan for me here because it seems like something they might do. Yeah, it seems like they're always kind of like testing the water. Yeah. Like they'll float a rumor out just to see what the response That's right. is. And it's always bad where's enzo in this for you uh he, he i think he said enzo's a cheat answer that we can't pick right uh maybe somebody replied to it in the in uh Igilo's question uh, it's okay. not there but okay. uh somebody might have replied that because that is ringing a bell uh regardless yeah no he guy fucking sucks i don't yeah. want i don't want to see enzo back also enzo can't wrestle like the only the only appeal of him was that you liked hearing him talk yeah, that's and that's right. gone out the window. Definitely. So what is he? He's nothing. Yeah, he's, that's he. He's he's done. Got a question for me there, J Mo? Comes to us from I am Coke now at Coca Cola LLC. Thank you to our sponsor. He asks, "Who is the most anime wrestler?" Okay, so I I need to say uh, I don't know a whole lot about anime, but growing up I did love Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, a great deal, and that's an anime. So uh, Mister, you remember Mister Hercules from from that show? The really cowardly jacked human, and he would like take credit for like after. I, I never watched Dragon Ball. Okay, well, well I'll say Mr. Hercules. Uh, kind of like too busy uh, having sex. Oh man, it's too busy as a as a ten year old just getting laid all oh, the time. That's I'm very Being jealous. Cool, wearing sunglasses and smoking Popeye cigarettes. <laughs> Those little candies. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll say there's something that seems at least my what I associate with anime, sort of anime-ish about Braun Strowman, okay. like very over the top and like uh, you know the destruction that you can almost see like and the steam just coming like out of his head. His body is like drawn. Yeah, also know? cartoon. There's something undeniably cartoonish about mm-hmm. Braun, right? Seems like there's an artist out there who's drawn Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's it for this week's episode, <laughs> folks. I'd like to thank you for uh, listening to Top Mark. Uh, be hot. Be spicy. No, kick. no. I have an answer for this. Okay, go ahead, Justin. Uh, I think the most anime wrestler, and I again, I don't really watch anime. Yeah. I, I have some familiarity. I've watched like One Punch Man. Um, you live with Mike, too. so I mean, I no, we just watch wrestling all the time. Okay. But I got to say, we watch New Japan a lot. Yeah. And there's a guy on there who I think is the most anime person. Well, Tiger Mask is from an anime. Nope. Uh, okay. nope, that's well, not who. He is from an anime. He's cheating. It he's, has to be him. He's also in Ring of Honor, and he's also going to be an all-in. He's the best heel in wrestling today. It's Cody Rhodes. Cody oh, Rhodes. Oh, okay. Yes. Cody Rhodes yeah. is a cartoonishly over-the-top mm-hmm. villain, and that's what makes him great. You cannot watch that Kota Ibushi match at Wrestle Kingdom yeah. and not think that this man is a cartoon. Now, I, at the time, said that there was something kind of like Frank Gorshin, kind of like 60s Batman villain about him. Yeah. But I think that also translates to anime as well, because anime is very, like, over the top. Even as even as a cartoon, it still plays broad. I think, uh, from an anime standpoint, he would be seen as, like, distinctly evil American. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that Cody is doing, like, to the nines right now. I think, yeah, that he... I, I respect the shit out of what he's doing right now. I really think his character work is, like, on another level really at the moment. Uh, and it's it's very cartoonish. Whether that's a Batman comic book cartoon or an anime cartoon, there might be some discussion on. But uh, I think he's the most anime wrestler in the world. Did you read that article in The Ringer this week? I haven't read it yet. It's excellent. Dude, I can't believe that piece has been in the works for a year that was originally pitched to Vice Sports, and they were funding it initially, and then when it was finished, decided to pass. Wow. I haven't even read it yet, and just from the, like, reaction and reception it's gotten, how fucked is Vice that they decided to pass on that? I don't get it. It's very long, too. I really couldn't recommend it enough, yeah, to any of you who may not have read it. I I think it's called, like, Cody, I can't remember the title. I'm but just swinging at media folks left and right. This yeah, week. you're you're throwing. I love it though. You're shooting the kill I, today. I attacked Shoemaker. I attacked my old boss. I attacked. Uh, can you attack sports? Now can you too. attack your co-hosts on your other podcast? No, I wouldn't do that. Okay, can I do it? Sure. Hey, shut up, Stefan and John. <laughs> Why don't you just do a little more uh, shutting up? I love the show. I'm just jealous. That's all good. Just our next question this week comes to us from Goodbranson, Vietnam. With a great name. At Book of Lube. i got to say, sending his first question in for a while. I think the feud is over, Justin. I, I think so. I think he's buried the hatchet. Thank goodness. And he says, I don't think Braun Strowman necessarily needs an opponent to have an impact at WrestleMania or anywhere. He can get over just by going around flipping shit over. Thoughts? Alternatively, how could Braun murder that old corn cop idiot, Gil? <laughs> this is a great question. Uh, so, Justin, what do you think? Could, could Braun Strowman just – could he have an impact at WrestleMania just by going around flipping shit over, causing uh, destruction in his wake? I mean, I pitched this in Keep It or Kick It. Yeah. Well, that, I brought up on the show Braun, last week too, yeah. That Braun doesn't have a match, that he's just uh, the host of the show. And what do you think of that? And that he's – you know, but, like, we've gotten to a point where, like, Braun has wrought so much destruction – that, like, you need to do something crazy big at this point. Yeah, at WrestleMania, what would he do? But, like, what is left? Like, I, it's almost like he needs to skyhook the moon and pull <laughs> it into the earth, you know? Like, like we are reaching these levels of cartoonishness, Maybe. which I think is also what makes Brown a perfect choice for your anime. Thanks. Maybe they have a, a bunch of heels getting on a private jet to WrestleMania. And they show Braun going and flipping the private jet over. And then he has to he throws his hands in there and they have to fly coach. So maybe that. Uh, just alternatively, how could Braun murder Gil? 
Um, is Gil here? Yeah, somebody say my name? Yeah, Gil, it was me. Uh, hello. Uh, hey, Gil, how would you like to die? Uh, how would I like it? Yeah, you don't get to pick old age. Uh, not very much at all. Can I tell you how I want to see Braun murder you? Sure. I'd like to see him put you on a barbecue and cook you to death. <laughs> I don't know what I did to deserve such treatment. Well, you called Fruits Are Edible a fuckface. Well, he came at me first. <laughs> and so did you, you old-looking bitch. Hey, fuck you. Look at your gray-ass hair. Hey, that's nice. And my ass hair is not gray. It's dark. It's jet black like my hair used to be on top of my head. You look even older than I do. I mean, you... You piece of shit. Oh, stop it. You're Fuck you. Hey, you're getting the better of me. <laughs> Bye. Jeez, he just was in and out. Man, he really bodied me there. I got, I got put on my heels and I was just... <laughs> yeah. My instincts are always just to turn things to violence. And I'll just say because of his age, he's so unpunchable. Yeah. Uh, Call this... me fuckface in real life. And <laughs> see how that goes. <laughs> This one comes to us from Craig Tamble at Fruits Redible. He asks, Yeah, another man who probably insulted my gal. <laughs> what non-offensive opinion would your favorite wrestler have to hold for you to disown them? Or oh, maybe yeah. just slide them to number two. I did see this. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm very picky about my, my tastes. I'm a chosen dude. So uh, some things, like a really bad taste in music would... Would, uh, but also, yeah, I you know I had my, one of my favorite wrestlers, yeah. Seth Rollins. Right, yeah. See that would shit on my favorite band, Wilco. Yes, and I, I'm I'm okay with it. Really, eh? I got I got to live with that. I got to look past it. See, see, I guess maybe like AJ Styles. I'm sure doesn't listen to a whole lot of music that I like, so maybe not that. I don't. But AJ Styles is also like probably has contemptible political opinions. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I I guess. I guess if somebody was, I mean, their politics are important to me to some degree. I either want them to say nothing or to agree with me, which I understand is a bad thing. But if, let's say, Scott Dawson came out and he was like, make America great again, I would instantly stop loving uh, yeah, I mean, Scott we, Dawson. We both saw Black Panther and loved it. That's right. But actually, I didn't love it because its politics did not quite line up with the same yeah, form of socialism that I want. See, that would be tough. That <laughs> would, I would have to, you know, I'd do the show no matter what because yeah. I like doing the show. You could be like, I don't know, Hitler had some points and I'd be like, <laughs> maybe edit that out. <laughs> maybe. But let's keep doing the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this kind of came up this week because Dolph Ziggler referenced Ben Shapiro in his promo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you were like, this is the true test. Justin has to abandon him now. Yeah. And I didn't, really. Yeah. I, I just said that, like, you kind of, like, wrestling in particular, if you're going to go into it as a form of entertainment, as something that you're going to invest your time in and watch week after week, like, you have to be willing at some level to remove the performer from their politics. Otherwise, we wouldn't watch WWE at all. I got to tell you. And look, Aubrey Sitterson made that stand. Yep. When the whole thing about, you know, Vince making all these donations to the Trump campaign and Linda being in the cabinet. Yeah. He just decided, I'm done watching and talking about WWE. Yeah. But... I'm not willing to do that because it's too entertaining for me and all my favorite guys are there. Yeah, we're way worse people. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, yeah, I guess. Or well, it's, it's a hard thing to be forced to do. Is, there probably is something, but I just can't think of it that would get me to stop watching WWE, but it, it, it must exist. Yeah. I um, mean, they've certainly shied away in recent years from using their platform to kind of skewer contemporary politics. Yep. Like one of the things that I loved about the real Americans and Jack Swagger and Cesaro was like, 
it was presenting a better take on immigration and right-wing hypocrisy than like any news show was willing to do. That's definitely true to a degree. And I feel like today's climate is too polarized that they can't... Like, that's why Mex America was such a fucking disaster. That... They couldn't decide what they wanted it to be because they couldn't decide who they wanted to offend. That's really true. You know? Like, they couldn't decide who they wanted to skewer because there was going to be some element of the audience turned off no matter what. And at this point... I actually do think that the wrestling audience leans more progressive than Republican. It's so hard to tell because I think within the sphere that we take things in, that's definitely true, right? But, But, I mean, indie audiences, like, we've complained about, like, just, like, shows and crowds being bad. I feel like it's getting better. Like, every time I go to an ECCW ballroom brawl. Oh, sure. In Vancouver. There's more women than there were before. Yep. It's more inclusive. It's more welcoming. Like, every time it seems like the crowd gets more to what I would want the crowd to be. It's it's once you exit Vancouver, I guess, though, but, like, even talking to people in the States in, like, my group DMs about how, like, Hammerstein ballroom shows and stuff have evolved over the years. Like, it seems like the element of the fandom that we don't like is getting weeded out or at least, like, being learned some lessons well, I hope to Velveteen, not be that bad. I hope Velveteen Dream puts the, the final knife in them. Uh, Justin, our next week comes to us from... We didn't really answer the question, but I hope that discussion was good enough to uh, compensate. Here, I'll throw in one last thing. Uh, I know it's cliche, but I hate when people put ketchup on everything. So uh, if I saw if I saw uh, maybe Sami Zayn throwing a bunch of ketchup on a baked potato, I'd go a little haywire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't really even realize this, Justin. Our next question comes to us from our most handsome listener, Scoots <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I gotta be honest, that's a pretty good one. And he asks, How well would Jesse the Bronze Hammer Ferrar fare in pro wrestling? Would he be the greatest manager of all time? As a follow up, what wrestler would benefit the most from having Jesse as his or her manager on TV every week? I I think Jesse would actually be great. Hang on, we have to explain who Jesse yeah, Ferrar is. If you don't know is. who Jesse Ferrar is, he's at Bronze Hammer on Twitter. He's, he's a excellent. friend of mine. He's a frequent appearer on Real Good Show. Yeah. And he, in the last two months, has just figured out a way to make people lose their minds on both sides. He got in a ton of trouble for saying that Hillary Clinton should knit herself a car and drive off a bridge because who, who cares what shit? happens to that old dipshit, uh, which got him all kinds of accusations about how he's a sexist monster, even though he has two like wonderful daughters and yeah. is a loving father. And you know The left hated him for that. The left hated him for that. And then he also told Ben Shapiro that it's not right that that college and university <laughs> professors are docking marks off of conservatives' papers for being conservative. It's not right that they do that. What they should do is hold their heads underwater until they drown. And then, the and right then, and then Ben was like, clearly you're joking. And then he responded, I am not joking. And this, he got suspended from Twitter. People and lost he was, their minds. He was featured on Fox and Friends, yep. which means the president of the United States of America knows who Jesse Farrar oh is. Oh, my God. He is a heat magnet. Oh, yeah. And it, and he's also invincible. Like, this is the reason. Yes. I cannot do what Jesse does. And, like, Rob Russo has been dabbling in that lately with his AR-15 stuff, which, which is, is great. super funny. Um, and, like, but, like, the thing that those guys have that makes them impossible to fuck with 
is that their employment is like all loosey goosey. Exactly. Right? Like Rob is a freelancer, so that there's no one that he can be ratted out to. Right. Jesse is self employed and makes money off of his podcast. And his Twitch stream. And his Twitch stream. Which, which is hilarious. Which by means the way. that there's no one like all of these people the only thing these people want to do on both the right and the left is rat you out to your boss so that you get fired and lose your job. That's yeah. all anyone is interested in doing. And Jesse is bulletproof in that sense. So he makes people lose their minds in an additional level because there's no repercussion that he can suffer. I, I would just like to say that I agree with everything you said, including that he would be a great professional wrestler. Yeah, he'd be a wonderful manager because like, the guy is like the Jim Cornette of politics right now. He's just figured out the exact buttons to press to be booed enormously well, by everyone. And, and Jesse just isn't a wimp at all. Like, mm-hmm. when people are like, well, I'm going to get the FBI to inspect you, he'll just be like, have them inspect my ass. <laughs> like, he just, he couldn't get, I think he'd make it a tremendous, but who would benefit the most from manager Jesse Farrar? So it has to be a well, heel. We both agree that he's going to be awesome. Oh, unquestionably, yeah. Okay. Uh, Cesaro. Cesaro... Mm. In a singles mm. run, post the bar, yeah, being managed by Jesse the Bar Ferrar, <laughs> Jesse Barrar. Yeah, I, I feel like I want Jesse with somebody who's a more distinct heel, though. Mojo Raleigh. Oh my god. Oh, but oh, does it help if they can wrestle? The, I was honestly thinking your guy Seth Rollins. Oh, I don't, no, Seth doesn't need it. He can cut his own promos. Oh, oh, dude, the the best managers of all time are paired with people who can talk great. I hate and when people do this. And they talk back and forth. Yeah, I like hate when people say Heyman. this. That's the example. People yeah. are always like, oh, it needs a manager, needs a man. What? Yeah, Seth and Jesse would be great. Seth, you look at Seth, and I know you love him, but but like. Seth can be a total grease ball. Yeah. And if him and Jesse are joking back and forth, these despicable asses, I'm into that. Yeah, act. yeah. I want to see it for There's, sure. So uh, I'll, say, I'll say Seth Rollins and Jesse for or, all. Or go. he's the music manager. He's the booker oh, for Elias. That is way better. You are, oh my, Jesse Farrar and Elias? Yeah. I mean, that's the answer. Yeah. That's the answer. It is. So uh, it has the, to be. the bronze hammer, Jesse Farrar yeah. with Elias. Uh, Jesse, you ready for our... Final question this week. Uh, I, I think it might, might be our penultimate question this week because we did get a late one that I don't think you've seen yet. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you pull that up and I'll, I'll ask this one. It's sure. from at Bike Melon on Twitter, Mike Noble, and he asks, would you rather watch a promotion with great storylines and average matches or a promotion with amazing matches but little to no storyline? That's a hard question, man. Uh, he stole this question okay. from Ask Away. Okay. The, the Patreon exclusive episode of uh, of John Pollock and Wei Ting's show, and basically it's just it's asking you what you favor more. You would rather watch the Attitude Era or in Ring, ring now? Yeah, it's in Ring versus storylines. <sighs> What's more important? I mean, it's a very tough question, and this goes without saying that wrestling is best when you can have both. In the case of like Gargano Almas or Black and Velveteen or, mm-hmm. or Punk and Cena, what, what, pick your poison. But if I had to pick one, Justin, am I an insane person that I'm leaning towards the storylines rather than the matches? I mean, <laughs> yes and no. It depends what an average match because is. Because, like, because like you you said we were comparing the Attitude Era to Ring of Honor. I think the better uh, equivalent of the second one, yeah. good matches with no story or shit story. Is like two oh five live before From a month ago. Yeah, yeah, before a month ago. Yeah, I think that's that probably is the better comparison. I don't. And would I rather watch Attitude Era Raws or two oh five live from two months ago? Two oh five live. Really? I'd probably watch the Attitude Era. 
Well, we have nostalgia for the Attitude Era. True. If, if you had never watched it, watching the Attitude Era is now is it's probably diff- it is difficult. It's it probably, is difficult even with nostalgia. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough question. Obviously, it depends what an average match is. I guess is that just like the opener on a Raw is the best it would ever get? Because I just wouldn't watch it. Like I don't think I would watch either of these. Yeah. But, but that said, I watch so much average wrestling with bad storylines. I would rather watch the good wrestling with bad stories. Yeah. Yeah. Because like how bad are, do, it says little to no story. So just like in a vacuum, just people wrestling. Yeah. I, I wouldn't watch wrestling with no storylines. Yeah. Like no belts, just people wrestling. Yeah, I probably wouldn't watch that either. So I don't know. I, I okay. I'm gonna say the storyline one just because I would watch a television show that had no wrestling, but I wouldn't watch just wrestling with no storyline. So yeah, I'll say I'll say the storyline. Yeah, one. but then like, why am I not just watching like Jessica Jones? You yeah, know? that's a hard question. Yeah, that that is definitely the counterpoint. I, I'm still gonna say that one though for what I'd be more likely to watch. Okay, I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'll go with wrestling because I was kind of watching 205 Live even when it was bad. There we go. Justin, you said maybe we had a late question. Yeah, we did. It's uh, this one comes to us from um, a gentleman who goes by the name of Gil Berg. Oh my God, we haven't had enough Gil on the show At this week. Gil from Top Marks. Wait, did, did someone who who ran this account? I know it isn't you. I don't know. Somebody on Twitter is at Gil from Top Marks. Who do you think it is? How's to be one of our listeners? I have no idea. Okay. If it's you, please write in and yeah. say who it is. Let us know at least. Yeah. Uh, That's the question. Because they wrote in, and this is from Gil Berg at Gil from Top Marks. Oh, my God. He says, why does Josh want me dead? Because I hate him. I don't think he's funny. I think he's a charisma vacuum. I, I think his voice is annoying. I think the questions reliably suck. I don't like anything. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like that he's mean to my friends on Twitter. I don't like anything about Gil. I'm just glad that we uh, had a reveal as for like who, what his name is. Gil Berg. That his name is. <laughs> that his last name is Berg. <laughs> of course. Was that when you Jewish, invented? Probably too. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a, don't forget it. Is that it, Justin? Gil Berg. Yeah. That's it. That's all. What a great batch of questions this week. <laughs> and a great episode of Top Marks. Now, Justin, I didn't plug the Patreon at the top. If you no. like this episode of uh, Top Marks, you can go pay for more of it over at patreon.com slash top marks. You can get postcards, bonus episodes, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Justin, where, where can I watch wrestling if I'm bored on a Monday or Tuesday? You can head on down to the Penny at Commercial and Gravely. We are playing not just Raw, but uh, I think it's called WWE Experience beforehand. Oh, okay. Which is kind of a recap show ho- hosted by Charlie Caruso that goes over Raw and SmackDown from the previous week yeah, they used to get to. you set for Raw. I used to actually watch that show. Not a ton, but it would be on on Sundays sometimes, when mm-hmm. and I would just, yeah, I would watch it. So Charlie Caruso gets us all warmed up for Raw, which starts at 5. It's four hours of wrestling from 4 until 8, sometimes around 8.15, depending on if there's Raw overrun. Right. Every single Monday at the Penny at Commercial and Gravely in Vancouver, British Columbia, hosted by yours truly. That's right. Though it's funny, the first week that we were promoting it, that we actually had like posters and signs up and you know graphics that played on our TV roll. I had to bail halfway through the show and go work at my other job. <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully not. You should have tagged me in. Out. Yeah. Well, you said you were going to come out. I know. And you didn't. Well, I didn't know I had to go on the road that week. I left the next morning and uh, I was like, ah, I'm just not going to. But I will come. 
Yeah, I'll catch uh, you next time. Make it, make it count. Uh, I think I've got another hockey game this Monday too. But you know. do you want me to go there and bartend and watch? No, Raw? no, no. It's fine. It's uh, fine. I just I get my my night guy to come in a little early. Right. I tag out at six thirty, hop in a cab, and go to the radio station. Oh, uh, just I also want to give a thank you. A listener came out to my show that I played with my band this weekend. A guy oh, really? named Jim. Uh, very nice to meet you, Jim. He says he doesn't. Uh, he's uh, at powerful JDF on Twitter. Okay. He doesn't write in. He says he only listens to like. One every three episodes, which really should jump in each yeah, and every Jim, time. Jim, what the fuck? Uh, but I want to say thank you. Came up, he bought the entire band shots. Ah, yeah, bought us all a shot, and he's like, "Love the show." All right. So, uh, Jim, thank you so much. I also want to mention when we were at Ballroom Brawl, oh, yeah. some a guy by the name of Bert. Okay. Cleared a path for me. Oh, nice. You, I, I spent like sixty-five dollars on Joey Ryan merchandise, <laughs> and I could not <laughs> get back to my seat afterwards. <laughs> Because I had like a T-shirt and two ciders and a and a bunch of stuff that yeah. I was balancing, and it was just like a big mess of man meat blocking my way sure. trying to get back to my seat. And the guy put his arm out and he cleared like a sea of bodies for me to walk through. He said, "Let the man through," and then he cleared the path and I walked by. And as I came square with him, he put his arm on my shoulder and said, "Love the podcast." Now, well, Bert, which one did he mean? Now, Bert, if you're listening to Top Marks. I want to know that, yeah. so please write in. Yeah. Otherwise, I just assume that you're a real good listener. Why would you assume that? Because uh, it's a more popular show. That's uh, well, who's know. to say? By what metric? <laughs> the listeners and money and yeah, and, but those who's the, counting and the charts. Those things don't mean a lot to me. <laughs> I'm more, you know me, Justin. I'm a bit more of like a feeling guy. Like, how does it feel? Oh yeah. What feels like the more popular show? I feel like this is the better show. Oh, there's no question. Yeah, I come here. I have a good time. Nobody puts me down. Makes me feel stupid. But even when I do, because we tease each other on this mm-hmm. show sometimes, I always notice because I'm a listener to Real Good. I think it's a great podcast. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll you'll get mad on it. Like today, there was what what did I say on the show today already on this one? Oh no, it was when I tweeted from the Top Marks account. I said Dolph Ziggler. He's on. He's going on Ben Shapiro. This will get Justin Turner on him. Yeah. But I can never get you fired up. You're always no. a friendly man. I'm low key. Yeah. Like low key. Except <laughs> I don't yeah. kick people in the face. I was going to say low key. He is not low key at all. Hey now. Hey now. Uh, is that it for this week's episode, Justin? I think so, yeah. I do want to say, though, if you are a Patreon donor, of course, last month we put out uh, WrestleMania Five special where we were very high on edibles. Yeah. And we got a lot of great feedback on that. Some people saying it was their podcast of the year. Yeah, two which people. Which is crazy. I felt embarrassed about the whole thing. I'm I sorry it. that we were so high on edibles. I'm not. But, uh, again, unless somebody donates at the $20 level to make us do something else this month, we yeah. are going to be watching the very first Network special ever, which is TakeOver Arrival, yep. the first NXT TakeOver, uh, and we might be joined by a guest from ECCW for that. Yep. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But I also want to say that for the month after, we have some very special stuff planned for WrestleMania weekend. We're yeah. going to be recording uh, a lot of what we're doing because you and I are going to be watching wrestling for like maybe eight hours straight. Should we say what it is here? Yeah, no, let's do it right now. So basically, uh, Justin and our friend Max are basically going to move into my house, Spirit Studio Beard How 5, for the weekend. And we're going to take in everything. Joey Janela's Spring Break, Matt Riddle's Blood Sport, Progress 74, I think it is. And You're loading up on edibles. Yo. Max is bringing like 120 beers. Yeah. And I'm bringing a boatload of brown liquor. It's going to be. And I'm the tapes are going to be rolling the entire time. It might be a seven-hour episode of Top Marks. <laughs> I, I don't think that. <laughs> but but there is, I think we're going to do a post-show on the Saturday night after yeah. we've watched all those things, excluding NXT TakeOver, which we'll save for Top Marks proper. Yes. Uh, and so I think, look forward to that. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And I think for the uh, pro- Top Marks proper that week, we're going to do something a little special, too, for the WrestleMania yes, week, Yes, that is true also. Uh, so lots to look forward to coming down the pipeline. Stay tuned. Patreon.com slash Top Marks. 
I'm Josh C on Twitter, J0SHC. That's Justin Morris. And until next week, be hot, be spicy, taste great, because you're Curry Man! Wah, wah, wah! Titus Worldwide! I didn't say your Twitter handle. It's at Justin Morris. No, you said you called me Justin Morris. Oh, did I? Yeah. I take it all back then. Unless you thought that was my name. Isn't it? It's not. What's your name? Justin Morris. Hey, I don't think I know your middle name. Mark. Justin Mark Morrison. Yeah, I'm a big time Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Titus Worldwide!